up, Jabroniacs? Welcome to our first ever Comedians of Wrestling Summit episode. This is the episode of Cow, a new type of episode where we rank professional wrestlers of all time from zero to a hundred. You can check out the official Cow Pro Wrestler ranking doc. It's a Google document that I'll be posting on the Facebook page, the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page, talk about wrestling at four in the morning. That's a document where you can see our current rankings. Just know this document is never done and it is decided by you guys and us here, okay? In these episodes, we're going to talk about a specific wrestler, and we're going to listen to your voicemails, uh, talking about what wrestlers you think need to go up or down this list, okay? So if you see some injustice on this Google document, you're like, no, how could this, how could my How could my favorite guy, how could my favorite wrestler be ranked so low? It's This is blasphemy. You call up and make a case. During a Summit episode, we'll listen to your voicemails, take it into consideration, and adjust the official Google document. You just leave us a voicemail at 316-789-6006, 316-789-6006. This first episode is pulled from our Patreon exclusive episode, the Cow 9 to 5 8 hour episode, where we had our first ever summit meeting, and you can hear the origins of this Google Doc, and uh, just listen to this snippet right now, and we'll have a new Cow Summit episode for you guys next week, specifically focused on Rick Flair. So leave us your voicemails about Ric Flair's, but man, if you got a fire in you burning about another wrestler being erroneously recorded, uh, uh, mistreated, underrated on, on our document, leave us that too. That hotline is always open. 316-789-6006. Alright, enjoy the first Summit episode. Cheers up. Are you guys ready for the Cow Comedians of Wrestling official professional wrestling summit? Yes. Yeah, okay. but that name needs to be longer. Are you guys ready for the Comedians of Wrestling official professional wrestling summit? 2018. All right, let me intro it, guys. Shut yes. up for a little bit. Yes. Yes. Professional wrestling first ever summit. Okay, so what is this? Why have you called us all here, so what, Dan? What? Don't just jump on this shit, okay? 
<laughs> it, it was awkward. What is the Cal professional wrestling episode? Uh, Summit, okay? <laughs> Sorry, my, my ask, uh, ask again. We're already, we're already well within the, like, range of a normal episode. <laughs> By the way, for three hours, Dan's been like, who's froze. ready for <laughs> Since before we started, he's like, "Are you guys? So everyone's ready? Are you ready? Just can't get to the thing." I whipped up What's a very nice thing? intro. All right, cut this part out, and we'll go right into this. Okay, ready? Okay, here we go. Intro's uh, great. No, don't cut this out. Okay, so we all love rating professional wrestlers. We do. We love it. Uh, anytime we're together, we're always talking. Who's the best wrestler of all time? Right? Uh, who? How would Mount you Rushmore. rank? How would you rank this guy? Who's on the Mount Rushmore? Right? Who's uh, Who's in the top ten? No, he's not top ten. He's top ten. Right? So, rating wrestlers is a conversation that all professional wrestlers have, but. The thing is that normally the conversation just buckles down to, like, who is better than this guy? Uh, you know, being like, oh, he's my number six, right? So the idea of the Pro Wrestling Summit is that we're going to rank professional wrestlers. We're going to give them a score from zero to 100. I don't think it's a percentage. I don't see it as, a, oh, this is the percentage. That starts being, like, what percentage are they, like, uh, you know, uh, this is what their power is or whatever. It's just, like, what's their what's their number? What's their ranking, you know? And it it's, it's less about, oh... Uh, two wrestlers can be the same number. That's, I think, the beauty of ranking wrestlers like this. Plus, the range is wide, and there because there's a lot of wrestlers. Okay, like so, it's uh, 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 so you start figuring out what it is. Plus, out of a hundred, you you kind of have uh, growing up in America. I don't know how they do it overseas. You kind of have the classic school ABC system kind of ranked in there, right? So, a wrestler, uh, uh, and this was fine tuned by the Salami Bros. Me and Arlen and Shebs were kind of talking about it and figured out this is actually the best way. What we think is the best way to discuss professional wrestlers. Now, look, here's the thing with the summit, okay? This is bias, right? This is based on the people who are in this room right now, okay? So the whole thing about the summit is that this is meant for you guys to get involved. I've got tons of cash-ins from you guys about professional wrestlers, how you feel about it, which wrestlers you're the most heated about, the most you think they don't get with the respect they deserve, they're underrated, they're overrated. I got a bunch of cash-ins on that stuff. Um, and so we're going to get you involved here. But this is going to lead to future summit episodes. This is the new type of cow episode. The Cow Summit episode, where you guys will be, I will, we have, right now we have a, the official, the Cow official summit Google Sheet document, which when this episode airs, will be made public, uneditable, uneditable, but it'll be public for you to look at, and you could see the rankings of wrestlers from zero to 100. So, you're, let's say you're, you know, uh, uh, we make, uh, AJ, AJ Styles, he's an 88 out of 100, right? You'd be able to see that. So, you could go into that document, and if something grinds your gears, you're like, my guy, my woman is below this guy, and it grinds your gears, you'll leave us a cash in. On, on the Summit cash in line, which is the 316-789-6006 number. Repeat, 316-789-6006. That's the Cow Summit number. So the 9 to 5 number uh, for cashing in here now has flown into being the Summit number. And so you can say, you can leave us a cash in there just being like, yo, you guys ranked this guy way too low. You ranked this guy way too high. You haven't even mentioned this guy who revolutionized this. And then we'll have an episode listening to your cash in and dissecting uh, dissecting it and deciding if it will affect this uh, uh, Google sheet. And we're going to be pretty open to it. So the idea is for all to, us to all learn from each other more and to be super interactive and kind of be like, this is the cow ranking 
and it's not just us telling you who's good. It's about you kind of interacting with us. So that's the whole thing. Anyway, so the way we're doing it today is the first ever summit is what I did to the guys in the room. I presented them my document. I made the first ever document, and it is uh, uh, I shared this Google sheet with them, and it's here's how I rank the pro wrestlers. Okay, I I have uh, this guy. Uh, th this is how I see it right now, and they all got it well in advance, and they can look at it, and they have their opinions on where I messed up, where I'm right, who I left off, and uh, we can get into the minutia of it. Like some of this stuff might just be small adjustments. I want this guy above this guy, and uh, that's what the summit episode is: is finding out who are the best of all of all time, where they rank, and how they all rank with each well, other. Whatever. Grand, grand. Okay, Raz absolutely. Perry. Absolutely. So I presented my list to these guys in the room. Okay, now let's talk to you guys. All right, so you guys are here. Uh, we, do we need to reintroduce you guys for the summit? No. I think we're okay, okay man. Okay, I think we're, we're here. I just want to make sure that people don't forget you're here. Actually, let's do it because I might. I might share this as a separate thing. Okay. So uh, in the room right now for the first ever Cal Summit, uh, we have Nasty Newman. How about it? We got Jason Shabiro. Can you play my intro? <sighs> um, uh. Sierra Hotel. Echo Bravo. India. Romeo. Oscar. Shabiro. Love it. Thank you. We have Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. What I've flavor? been here for two years. <laughs> Pomple Moose. Absolutely. B bumping into a girl. I've been here for 12 and the businessman extraordinaire himself, Mr. Arlen Mormel. That's not my name. Uh, uh, Donnie Topo Chico. Nope. <laughs> what is right your again. name again? The Crown, Crown Jew. Jew. Oh, the Crown Jew. The Crown Jew, Arlen Marmel. Thank uh, you. Absolutely. He's here. Um, and myself. So, okay. So, fellas. The summit. I'm very excited about this. You've saw the list. You all have it in front of you on your uh, on your devices, on your printouts. And oh, all right. So first thing I want to do is that there's for me here was my rubric for what I got. I think we should go through that. Is I was thinking about and 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 this is a discussion on how do we rank these guys. What what is the rubric for it? And I'll be taking notes of this as we go because this is important shit. Okay, I thought one of my tiers was impact on the business. In and outside of the business. I had that, okay? Uh, I don't know why I had that first, but I had that first. I have memorable moments, memorable matches, all right? Uh, work rate in ring. Mic skills, stick skills, promo work. Uh, and then I think about booking, which we could talk about, meaning titles and stats. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And I'm always curious how much that actually matters, which we'll get into because it's we know it's a scripted element. Um, look. It's big from Arrow Capitals. Look. Don't you feel like maybe hair should be a separate category? In there, that, that, that encapsulates gimmick. Uh, uh, as in your gimmick is, is a clarity of character, costuming, uh, uh, effectiveness of your gimmick. And then overness, I'm calling. <laughs> Meaning, like, how over you are with the crowd. Now, we can talk about all these, how they break down. But to me, I didn't break this down. I originally was like, oh, this will be 10% here, 10% there. This is how I factor it. But to me, this is, I think the beauty of it is it's not an exact science. It's gut feeling. Ultimately, yeah. it's gut feeling. Like, these are, these are the tenets to me of being a pro wrestler. You tell me if I miss something or if I'm, one of these is not important to you. But it's mainly like, where, what feels right? That's how it is when you're putting these guys on the list. So uh, I'm opening up to you guys and talking about the rubric. Uh, 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 Does that sound good to you guys? Any, any, anything to talk about? there? I would say their impact in uh, WWE. I actually, that was my question. To what degree do you think, 
having like I, I feel like Ric Flair is great. I was great about at, to say that's like my number one thing is Ric Flair. That's always, the, that's always the Mount Rushmore to- topic for me when people put Flair on the Mount Rushmore. I'm like, what? But like, is WWE? Yeah, it's WWE. Wasn't it, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't there. Same with same. Du- same with Dusty. Exactly. So you're saying WWE specifically as the company and their importance to this company. Is 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 a criteria for how good of a wrestler they I are? I think it's, overall? A, it's just a question, and I do think there's a significant difference if WWE didn't exist yet. Right. Like, but okay. So how do you reconcile this, right? Like Bruno San Martino. Well, Bruno San Martino, right? He was the WWWF champion. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm saying like Ric Flair is a specific case right. because his moments were in WCW to some degree, and NWA, yeah, and not in WWF at the time, which existed. It's different if it didn't exist. Right. But the stuff that Ric Flair, so the things that Ric Flair was doing, right, like um, in Jim Crockett promotions and stuff like that, that was actually the dominant promotion. It was bigger than WWE, WWF at the time. Of course. So, so it's weird to me that you would say, well, well, he didn't. His run wasn't as good in WWE. Well, what he did was was the was the WWE at the time. It just had different letters in front. So then you're saying you don't put weight. It's just whatever your general wrestling impact is. I think so. I think to the business of wrestling, of which the WWEF is. Historically, the the biggest thing, right, is the biggest biggest element of it. But I would say wrestling business. How about the young bucks? Exactly. So, so yeah, well, I mean, we're getting into the specifics of actual wrestlers as we go when forward. When are we going to get into the specifics of? Well, I'm just talking about. It's the, been hours. <laughs> I'm talking about the rankings. You know, I'm talking about like. Uh, uh, I don't know. We're going to do it right now. I don't know why. Young bucks, by the way, not even. Not not even we were list. doing it right I, now. I appreciate the young bucks. I, 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 they're amazing. I love New Japan. If they're never in WWE, it's like does that it's affect? Tough. It's just it tough. Thing? And and I feel that way for Flair. I understand that what he was doing was, uh, you know, and they they call him a 16 time champion. But the truth is, he. he you know, it's like countless more t- more times. Well, they're but- about to they're about to take that one away from him and uh, hand it off. Yeah, but uh, I just think that I don't know. It's tough. The flair thing's always been tough for me because we never really saw his run with Hogan. You know, in the right. WWE, we ne- we never saw that, and they're the same generation. They're right. not. I don't think. I don't think they're. I don't think the, the promotion they worked for, the era they worked in, the country they live in. I don't think it has anything to do with these rankings. I think. What about it's Sting? Like a, huh? Sting. What, what about him? You, you think it has no bearing that he like never really had a meaningful run in WWE? No, no, no. I think okay. that All I right. think it's like a debate, right? Where like a debate isn't the point isn't to discover what the truth is it's just who can present the most persuasive argument yeah okay it's case their, by case yeah. okay All right, yeah. so established let's go through great let's, let's start one of a hundred right now <laughs> <laughs> like no no we have a little more to talk about before we get into it no i'm saying let's go through the the the, the key i think just because i gave you the sheet they can't see it right now uh it will be it will be available to you guys but just i think starting from the top because i think this will get the conversation going it's like when you're ranking, it's basically like I started top down, where you're just like, right. who are the top wrestlers ever? Okay, so on my list, I gave, um, um, and I think this goes right into the top five conversation. My, on my list, I put the number one wrestler. I gave him ninety nine percent, and that's like, should anyone get a hundred? That was my first question right off the bat. I have one. I have one also. It would be what? Maybe Vince. Yeah, that was mine too. Vince McMahon yeah. <laughs> is the wrestler. So yeah, let's compare notes. Me and Newman, one hundred. I got Vince. Not only, I write 100 there, and I said, he is God, and all of wrestling is created in his, in his image. <laughs> true. I, I, I'm open to making Vince 100 and just being like, that is it, just because it, but I think he's, Vince is just a separate thing. He's more like God, right? Right, he's, he's got, more, he, I would he's put a 100, 100 with an asterisk. It's yeah. like, how important is Lauren Michaels to Saturday Night Live? Right, he's the guy. You know, you know what? He, right. it, it's like not even 100, it's just the infinity symbol. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. Which I will add right now. Hey. We all agree on that. So, keep in mind, the document is open in front of me this whole episode. It's always in play. Yeah. We're going to move on from 
my, my new show of the, of the summit as we go. But always know if it hits you where you're like, yo, I gotta change this. Right. It's always in play. Right. For the rest of the well, six, we, seven and seven let hours. me say this. And let me say this just to qualify Vince McMahon or Mr. McMahon as a full-blown wrestler. He is a two-time world champion. Okay. I don't think that matters. Uh, you have one of your factors. Yeah, I know. Well, but so it does we, matter. Are we well, rating said, him or not? Is he is he rated on this? Because I do think it's different. Like, let's go around the room. Arlen, should Vince McMahon have a rating out of 100? I think if you were to give him a rating out of 100, wait, wait, you would have to rate him a as a wrestler. Rating. You would have to rate him as a wrestler, not his overall... Like. Sometimes when you have Hall of Fames, it'll be like they get the Lifetime Achievement Award. Like he would, he's clearly like there's a statue of him at the front of the WWE Hall of Fame if it ever exists. And him rated as a wrestler, in my opinion, he's not a hundred as a wrestler. He's a two-time champion. He he never wrestled regularly. Like he he wouldn't be the number one wrestler of all time. He's the number one most impactful person to wrestle. So yes or no? I'm happy rating him, but he wouldn't be a hundred if we we're gonna rate him. Oh. I, think, I think he's a wrestler. You can rate him. So you're saying that you you can isolate, you can compartmentalize his work, his impact to the business. Well, as a wrestler, he's like a fifty, right? Like you know no, I mean? like, two-time two champ, two-time champ. He created NXT, but I'm not going to give him that credit when I rate him as a wrestler. Well, well NXT is not the big. NXT is not. not the big leagues. Being the god of NXT is not being the god of all. Well, of wrestling. I think I think to your point, uh, Dan, yeah. about about all of the factors for someone like a Triple H, and we'll get to him. Obviously, Maybe. I think part part will be <laughs> if we're lucky, we'll get his, to that. his in ring. I know we're goofing, but we have six hours left, so we should be able to. Work it in. We get Triple H in the last minute. Yeah, <laughs> part of Triple H's uh, ranking will, will 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 be due to his in ring work, and then his mic skills, and then even his impact on the business. Obviously, sure. NXT being a huge factor in that. Right. So uh, to that point, uh, Vince McMahon, I actually to double down, do not feel comfortable giving him a hundred, but I do feel comfortable let's giving him, him an infinity. I let, really do. I, I think that him. is. <laughs> he I, is I'm God. for the infinity. Yeah. Side. Okay. He's I, like he's quintessence, right? He's like the fifth element. He's the thing that binds everything right. together. Like, I, 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 if, if we are making a Mount Rushmore, maybe he's not one of the faces on the mountain. He is he's the, the mountain. fucking mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's I in the clouds, that. fucking looking down. With, with, you know. I think there's an important point here, and I will advocate against the infinity symbol because I think if we are rating the, are we rating contribution to wrestling? That's or are we rating the best wrestlers? Because that's the difference with Triple H. Well, I will have to consider <laughs> NXT or right. I will not. But well, we're talking about like rubric. But I'm asking, should I change the rubric? No, I think Vince McMahon d uh, defies the rubric. I, I, right. I think that he right. is infinity bec because, he transcends you know, it. We yeah. can't isolate his wrestling. But so let's say you're saying who do do the, the best wrestler or their contributions to wrestling. Yeah. There's that's only right. like two two guys we're citing that we have to consider their contributions behind the scenes of wrestling. Guys like Dusty and Ric Flair and Hogan, they did some booking, but you're really talking about Triple H and Vince McMahon. So since it's such an outlier of a factor, I'm happy to consider that as a factor. We, also, think, have to, we also have to then discuss, like, what do you consider to be wrestling right. versus, like, cutting promo? Because, like, 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 Vince is incredible on the mic. He's yeah. always in character. Yeah. Uh, he is responsible. He's the reason for the season. So I don't know if, like, rating him as, like, his, his ability to work... You know, uh, convincingly in the ring is the only thing that so, makes him a wrestler. So I think that we want to agree that a contributing factor is contribution to wrestling overall, yeah, which I that, also think solves that, a little bit for Ric Flair. Like, not, oh, not yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I think like, yeah. Throw that out the way. Like, it doesn't matter where so they contribution work, to wrestling work. is a factor in this. No, but, but yes. if it matters to you, everyone brings their own. This is going to be biased. If you believe, if you've not been in WWE, like it matters a lot to you, then that's something to argue for. Uh, it's a. It's not invalid. Uh, it's just unfair to that time like I, i'm comfortable keeping i'm what's up arms oh oh arms gonna step out for a business call all right take your business call I, i'm saying that 
Hold on, I guess he's me. very upset. We're not going to stop the podcast. No, we're not going to stop the podcast for, for one guy. we got to keep going, but he will be back. He might come. When he gets back, we'll probably be talking about the third best wrestler. Right? <laughs> yeah. no, we're on, we didn't even start with the word uninfinity right to now. Me, like, to, me, to me, Flair's ranking is like uh, uh, the fact that he wasn't a big WWE star. It doesn't matter to me at all. doesn't matter to me I think, So I think it's, I think it's uh, conditional on the talent. You know what I'm saying? I That's why so. I rank it. I, I certainly think that your WWE run is a factor for many people. But for when we're talking about Ric Flair, it just it just doesn't factor in right now. Right. It's hard to tell me. It's, it's, you're you're going to have a hard time selling me on, truthfully, like the Bucks is the best example. It's it, and, and Omega, it is hard to be like, yo, they're the best of all time when they haven't touched WWE greatness. So it, right. is, it is yes, hard. I agree. Um, but okay, so one other thing we got to factor in is I don't know how to type the infinity symbol. But uh, besides that, uh, but like I was saying you did kind of sell me on Vince like selling. It's like what is wrestling? Yeah, right. Like wrestling isn't wrestling. We know that. So what? Like it is. But then it's all. I feel. And, and I also feel conflicted giving Vince like a ninety-two. Right, like right. Vince, you know, he deserves like a one hundred. Right. So it's either one hundred or, or 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 NA or infinity. Right. Well, I feel like if, if he wasn't the owner of the company or something like that, right? Or if maybe he was the owner, but then he, he I don't know. Right. Like maybe as just a pure wrestling character, Mister McMahon. I might not be watching wrestling. So maybe, I mean, maybe to a degree, what what the all of these other wrestlers, what they're doing. Is Vince's idea. Right. So he's, I mean, Infinity, I think, is the only, because he, right. he permeates this in a way where it's yeah, like. You, here's my, actually, here's where I'm at, I'm at right now, and I'm going back and forth. That's the whole point of the sum of that, is I, I'm at Vince getting a 100. So am I. I'm fine with that. I, we, me and Newman, were, we rated him a 100. It's uh, 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 Skyler and Arlen were like, I don't know. But Skyler said the Infinity, which I'm also cool with. Yeah. I would settle for Infinity. Uh, but I, I, my vote is 100. No, Vince is the best wrestler of all time. That's what I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, what like, I think. It, it, I mean, it's true. Think when about you, the feud. What's his biggest feud? You're going to say Stone Cold? I'm going to say it's fucking Ted Turner and an entire company. Oh, yeah. That's true. I, I, I'm going to vote. I'm I'm voting giving Vince a 100. That's what I'm voting. All his right. feud is the entire S&P index. He's a, he's a publicly <laughs> traded stock. Is it a 100 asterisk? I don't think the asterisk needs to be there. No, give, give him 100. Give Vince yes. 100. Give him 100. On the board. Agree. He's on the board. I agree. But I will say this. When we're talking about the top five greatest wrestlers of all time, we could leave him off that list. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. I think I think it's a weird thing. He's a 100, but that also is like a perfect score is also fake. So it's kind of encapsulates the infinity aspect of it. Sure. Right. You I know mean, what I mean? I also think the idea of like what's their impact in, you know, in WWE and all that stuff, that doesn't apply to the top 10. I think that like guys who are in the top 10, like Ric Flair, obviously transcend so many of these categories that it's fine if they weren't like the majority of their shit wasn't in WWE. Right. Uh, um, Okay. Like Foley, I mean, like, yeah, he did, he did a ton of shit in WWE, but like, my when I think of McFoley, I think of Cactus Jack in ECW and like well, the King of the Death Match in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's mad high on this list, right? And I think part of his WWE success is because he had all this context of being this fucking legendary hardcore badass, yeah. right? So, uh, I, I totally. I, so, okay. So let's get into the main thing. Uh, it's a bummer to lose Arlen right here. I guess I should have timed this better. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, guys, it's my first time doing eight hours of content. <laughs> so think, Arlen go. will be back. Arlen will be back. We'll yeah. hear from him later. So here's the deal, though. Uh, actually, he might be useless here. Uh, <laughs> truthfully. So 
So let's. So okay. So we, we're putting Vince at 100. We agree on that. Yes. Then it's just like, well, then who's 99? Who's 98? So let's. And talk by the about way, there doesn't list. there doesn't need to be 99. There doesn't need to be 98. Or there could be three 98. There could be three 98. I did it the way I did it, where I think it's important at the top there to to edge to edge people over. Uh, they gotta they gotta beat people out. Like so, I have a 98. I have a 90. I have a 99 and 98 and 97, 96. You know what I mean? Where um. Uh, uh, where you I, have a couple 94s. Yeah, and I have a couple 94s. Once I hit 94, it starts being like, these guys, t- to me, are on the same level. I'm so, oh man, I already have corrections for myself yeah. <laughs> looking at this. But, uh, yeah, so my number, and, and this goes into the Mount Rushmore argument, but Mount Rushmore is four heads, right? Yeah. 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 So here's what I want to do. I think Mount Rushmore is the flawed argument of WWE. Yes. Because the Mount Rushmore is locked in. Locked, in my head. Locked and loaded. The Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. You guys tell me the four the four headed Mount Rushmore. And we don't have to wrestling. rank them. We just know these are the four. The four guys, yeah. not ranked, is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Check. Uh, the Rock. Certainly. Hulk Hogan. You betcha. And Ric Flair. The Ric Flair one is the one that I have trouble with. Okay, you have trouble with that. Okay, so let's. Uh, oh wait, so let's talk about those four. Who do you think goes in that? So, do you agree or disagree that those is the Mount Rushmore? Um, I may want to trade. And keep in mind, one one thing we talk about is this in terms of like, is this personal opinion or we're trying to be? <laughs> we're trying. This matters. We're trying to be like. Correct. We're trying to be like, well, right. you're getting into what you guys were just giving me shit for before. This is, of course, personal opinion. Of course, opinion, I right? did something but, wrong but you're, right now. No, <laughs> you're saying, this is personal opinion, but you're trying to say, but your personal opinion is going to be the definitive truth. No, because there are wrestlers who I like. Ultimate Warrior is probably a 100 for me, just based on how he infected sure, my, my, as a kid, yeah. seeing him, how much I liked him. Like, he brought so much joy to my life. And when I when I see an image of him, I, I feel happy. And generally, I'm not happy. Okay, let so me tell I, you this. I, my personal opinion of Stone Cold is that I don't like him that much. Right. He's not my favorite guy and I thought he was pretty much just okay. Right. I am 100% confident that I could rank him the greatest professional wrestler of all time, even though my opinion of him is lower, but I know the truth here is, that we're talking about my opinion of the truth, right? My opinion is he's the best wrestler ever. Right. Even though personal, you're, you're saying personal opinion like how much you like the Warrior, you know you don't think the Ultimate Warrior is the best wrestler of all time. Uh, Yeah. So, so I'm saying we're, we're, we're using our personal opinions right. to make I, it I think it's an important truth. distinction. I'm glad we said it. I think it's an important thing. So, so no, to I, Newman, would, to I, would, I might trade Ric Flair out for Andre the Giant. Interesting. But okay. Interesting. That, I agree. Interesting. Andre, okay. Andre's not bad. I mean, I have this weird thing where I just want to split that last head into like Undertaker, John Cena, Shawn Michaels. Sure. Like, see, I, that's I, you know, it's see. really fucking hard. And I, and I really do mean that it's it's not, well, that that's such a cop out. I don't mean they're separate. I mean, they share one head. Right. I, I really, I would not put Stone Cold and The Rock. I would not have them split anything. Right. <laughs> it's, just, it's so weird for me. I, I, I kind of hate the Mount Rushmore thing, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. But so don't think of it as Mount Rushmore. Think of it as just the top four. Top four. You know what I mean? Like top four. Or, so, because to me, the top four. All right. Well, then how about this? So, sorry to interrupt. No. Uh, then Please I do. would put the top four that I got. I'm not actually sorry. So I think then for the top four, uh, if we're using your ranking system, how, how three people can have the 96 or the 97%, I would put, I would put stone cold, the rock. Okay. No, no. Hmm. Okay. God, this could change it. The rock and Hogan could be interchangeable for me, but stone cold, the rock Hogan. And then the next 
four people that would honestly be tied would be uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels just for me because I am very biased. I, I, he's always been my favorite. But that's the thing. He's my favorite. But right. he's but I'm still putting him sharing yeah, that. He, he's a different spot. kind of favorite than the than Ultimate Warrior. You know what I mean? Like like where like Ultimate Warrior objectively like like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Goldberg. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love Goldberg so much. And I know part of that bias is as a Jewish guy, I thought it was so awesome well, was that we, ha- we had a guy who yeah. looked like that. I and know, was Jewish. but he ruined Bret Hart's careers. Right, but I'm shit. saying, absolutely. He stunk. Like, he, he kind of yeah. stunk. Like, you Very know? unsafe. Right, and he his, the best thing about Goldberg was the booking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and like, look, that's why I'm look. saying, when I said books and stats, you know, you can make this guy had all these title runs, blah, blah, blah. That's when you start thinking about, well, does title runs matter? Like, is somebody like... Uh, is somebody who, who like uh, Jake the Snake, Macho Man, who didn't have big title runs, you know, are they more valuable than a guy who's a, like Randy Orton's like a fucking 15-time champion, you know what yeah. I mean? So you start being like, all right, well, now we're trying to think about these rankings, and then you think about, well, they're in the promotion, they're in there for a while. Guy like Big Show is extremely decorated. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Macho so, Man's tough, though, because I, I honestly think that Macho Man is one of the one of the greatest of all time. I think Macho Man's ahead of his time. That's part of the problem, Macho Man. is that if, if a guy like Macho came out in like uh, when in nowadays or a time where people were he would revolutionize because that was a sized based bias right and right. also the writing we've we also we know how to write better now I know that sounds stupid but for like sketch like even like how UCB has, has figured out the improv thing that I think maps perfectly to wrestling where it's like writing this kind of content making this kind of content uh, uh like i watched some of his promos like uh the uh the uh what's it the oh shit the creamer one? Oh yeah creamer the creamer the crop. Crop promo and you're like man this thing is a, it's a really cool idea that could be focused with better writing i just think Mach would uh, we, we, we're lacking guys like Mach yeah. now yeah so and his in-ring work was insane in an improv context macho man is super funny because like he never yes ands anything right <laughs> you know, somebody like mean gino throw him a line like oh what kind of champagne is that he, he doesn't, doesn't even respond matter. he's, he's <laughs> Extremely, what kind it is. He negates and he's extremely scatterbrained. Yeah. Like it's not an actual conversation. But, but a lot of them neither were was conversations yeah. with the Rock. But you could do the a Rock's shot game on like how many times he says it doesn't matter. Right. So somebody bring up something it doesn't matter. Well, that's the Rock's whole gimmick. It doesn't yeah, matter. That's true. <laughs> um, so yeah. So all right. For, okay. Cool. So. I thought the conversation would go immediately to top five, but we're going, we're staying, we're sticking at that top four. So you're saying, so in that four spot, if you had to gun to the head, uh, who you, who do you guys think is in that four spot? Cause I right now have 90, uh, uh, uh let's, let's just not forget about the ranking. I have those, those, those are to me, yeah. the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. I think that the Hogan is non-negotiable. The rocks, non-negotiable stone cold. They're non-negotiable. We all seem to be in agreement there, but that fourth spot of Ric Flair. So let's talk about all the people who could be number four taker taker. Yeah. See that he's a guy. I'm like, he's a very great Number five argument. Absolutely. Right. I'm just I'm just throwing a name out right, there. Right, like right, right. Just ask me to. Yeah. So do you? Would you feel okay if they actually printed? A, a, let's actually bring. If they actually etched a fucking Mount Rushmore and Ric Flair wasn't on it, would that feel weird? Yes. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Ric Flair is in the top four. That's it. I no, see no. a huge argument. I really under. I really understand I, why why Ric Flair should and could and would be right there. I, I think you're biased because of you have this. You know, as you and Arnold were saying before, like the WWE run was very yeah. important to you, and you actually cited Ric Flair as like a tricky example because yeah. of that, right? Yeah. Whereas I think, if we're looking at the decoration, he is the 16-time world champ for a reason. He is the 
you know, the first guy to do that, right? They might have been in different promotions, NWA, WCW, WWE, but he had that honor, right? If you look at some of his promos, not only were they ahead of their time, he was like the first truly charismatic heel that did the just... Six hundred dollar fucking uh, 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 you know what? snakes and shoes. See, that, that's his, his look is just okay for me. All right, I'm gonna fucking heal wow. up. Wow, okay. Wow. You know what I mean, it, 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 the guy's looked sixty for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I, I, and and my argument for Taker is because he was the head of the locker room. There are sure. things that he did that didn't just impact the business and transcend it. And I know Newman's getting a half erection right now because he's a big Taker, he's a taker mark. mark. Yeah. Oh but, my. but 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 I really I really believe that that he. He kept order, literally. He was the judge yeah. uh, in the locker room, and he's got the streak for a reason. All right. Well, guys, WrestleMania. To me, like, it's not just me being a WWE mark, because I do understand indie promotions. I, I watch WCW. I watch Nitro. I would yeah. flip back and forth during the wars. Uh, I, I've gone back and watched all the NWAs. I've seen the promos. I just feel like under, like, WrestleMania is such a, it's such a pinnacle for me. And the fact that, like, Ric Flair and Hogan never had that, like, big WrestleMania a moment. Um, it, it takes him off the Rushmore. How do you feel about the 1992 Rumble that Ric Flair won? I mean, that's not a WrestleMania moment, but that, for my, some people, that's probably well, known. the Hogan as, match didn't happen. It didn't happen we, in 92. We'd be, we'd right. Be, right. We'd be having a different discussion 100%. if that match happened. 100%. It happened in 94 in WCW, and it wasn't that No, great. it was but not that even didn't matter. Right. If you had, and by it, the way, the 1990 Royal Rumble is the best Royal Rumble of all time, and if you remember, Hulk Hogan won that. It's just it's just the perfect booking. It, 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 to me, is the perfect Royal Rumble. And you can't just say that Ric Flair winning a Royal Rumble in 92 puts him on Rushmore because he won the title for it. I know, but there's so many people who did that. Like, there's so many people in the top 50 who did that. And okay. Who, who, who've won. So here's the deal. Let's get into my specific rankings, and I think this will help. And also, this is the beauty the beauty of this ranking system is that this is t this is how people get caught. You get caught in the loop. We could have two number fours. Right. It could be like, yo, these are two guys who are ninety six. I have four number fours. Yeah, he, he has a point. See, I, I thought it was number five. I thought those. I thought five was the tough but spot. But now I'm even being sold on it. It's worth it. Let's I got. Go, can go I say to... one thing? Can I say one yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. When I think about the single most emotional moment I've ever seen in all of professional wrestling ever. It is Shawn Michaels' match with Ric Flair. Sure. Yeah. I love you. I'm sorry. He ends his career, and the next night on Raw, the, the entire locker room comes out in fucking tears. Right. About Ric Flair retiring. But then he wrestled three months later in TNA. But they all do that. I Foley, know. that Hogan did that. Way, Everyone does it. No one's way, ever out. No one retires. WrestleMania is equally Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania. Sure. He fucking put him over in a way that was fucking beautiful and Shakespearean. Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. He, he, you could make a case for him for the top five. No, nah, he's top one Easy. for me. Okay, you can, but look, I don't put him. In, I don't even put him in the fourth Mount Rushmore because I, I I understand. I can zoom right. out from my own perspective. I just mean, like Dan could Shawn do. Shawn Michaels has got a resume and a half. I mean, Shawn, the, the sure. guy, look, Shawn Michaels. It's hard. It's 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 kind of crazy the accolades Shawn Michaels has had that he's not like that he's not number two or something. But it's like these other guys are so fucking good. Because here's the deal, Shawn Michaels. The sexy boy song, let's say, like that, like, like the things he has, they're, they they didn't crack the glass, like whatever right. that glass ceiling is. But Flair like, in the robe with the Flair is the, so the, important the, the, the to current like culture. Song. Like that's the thing that that sells me on Flair always, which is that all the athletes, everybody, he in the Rock's whole six hundred dollars shoes, all that, the concept of 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 styling and profiling, it, it, he invented it. You know now. 
You could argue from Walk Walk Clyde Frazier. Right. You can't. I'm saying there are arguments that other people did that stuff, right? Gorgeous George. He made right. Gorgeous George is the the one that was in my mind. You can talk about Hulk Hogan literally stealing. uh, uh, Whose gimmick did he literally steal? Uh, 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 uh. Well, he is. His name is Hulk and Paul Hogan, right? Wasn't that? Isn't that no, true? No, 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 no. There's Dundee. Oh yeah, there's Hulk Hogan. No, no, no. But then he steal. No, he oh, just Hulk from Marvel. Yeah, like, Hulk, Hulk, he has yeah. a deal with Marvel because yeah. of that. Yeah. What were no, you no. saying, Skyler? I don't know. No, no. That Hogan, Hogan's gimmick is not really an original gimmick. It's that all-American babyface superhero gimmick. So I get that. But the thing is, just because something's a little bit stolen or influenced by something else, just because Gorgeous George existed, doesn't mean he was ever Ric Flair. Right. Right. When you become the pinnacle, apex, icon of that thing, right? Without Ric Flair, there is no The Rock. But I cannot say without Gorgeous George, there is no The Rock, right? Ric Flair influenced The Rock and influenced this generation. Whereas Gorgeous George was a different time, a different era. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. And again, this is the bias we have, and I hope we have some older cow listeners, you know? Like, my dad has cashed in to say how important Bruno San Martino was as a kid. Okay. None of us understand the importance of Bruno. We, we I mean, get he, it he was on champ. Pa- he was champ for seven years. Right. We get it on paper, yeah. but you don't feel it, right? No. Like, there's tons of moments in wrestling history. This might always be a chip. the argument we always get into, where you're always behind on wrestling. You watch stuff after you hear it. Like, you're, you're, you're like a week behind because you don't want to ever jump ahead. Let me tell you what it is. I am. And then you miss the moment when it happens. You're not all going along with the Facebook page, Comedians Wrestling Facebook page, we talk about wrestling at four in the morning on Desire. Right. Must, must be, be the fruit. fruit. But uh, uh, I'm saying, yeah, but, but uh, it's uh, not that I'm never watching current wrestling. to go back and watch stuff. Sometimes I am one to four weeks behind current wrestling. Right. There's just so much of it. Okay, let's hear from uh, Jaquise Neal. He's got a cash in uh, saying that Ric Flair is underrated. What up, mofo? Jockey's <laughs> Neil here. Now listen, I got I got some stuff to say. I'm right now in the city of Chicago. It is currently about 17 degrees, so my heart is black and cold. And I know there's a couple of people who was roasting me, but especially that lawyer dude. <laughs> I tried to roast me a little bit, but you know what Jay Z say? You know, you don't go down to a level beneath you, so I'm not even going to touch on that. What I am going to touch on is a wrestler who I think is overrated. 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 Yo, who's the wrestler you think is overrated and underrated? I'm going to tell you a wrestler who I think is overrated. Are you ready to lose your fucking mind? <laughs> Are you ready for this? The nature boy, Flair, baby. My man. Over-fucking-rated. Let me tell you something. I'm not saying he ain't great. I'm not even saying he's not a legend. He is a legend. He's a great legend. He was cool in the ring. He was okay on the mic. But he wasn't never the best person on the stick. He was just loud. And he was never the best person in the ring. He was all right. He stole a whole bunch of moves from the original uh, pretty boy. You know what I'm saying? Well, I forget what his name is. Uh, You know who I'm talking about. Real historian over here. Dude who was wearing a robe and shit. Rick Flair, cool. Rick Flair, legend. Rick Flair, yeah. two-time Hall of Famer. But get out of here with this Mount Rushmore stuff. He is not on Mount Rushmore. There are many wrestlers who have surpassed him, wrestling-wise, entertainment-wise, on the mic-wise. Rick Flair is a legend in the game simply because that motherfucker was wrestling since he was eight years old and is now 152. <laughs> Anybody can be a legend if they wrestle for 82 damn years. I can be a legend if I wrestle for 82 damn years. Eventually, I would get okay at it. Ric Flair, overrated. Come at me. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, no cheers well, up. No, no cheers, cheers up at the up. end. I mean, I, how can I take that seriously? Yeah, I mean, with no cheers up, but I will say that uh, Anosh labeled this as underrated, but it's an overrated situation. Purple. Which, uh, 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 oh, Swerve. That's all right. Don't matter. Doesn't but matter. But I'm saying, yo, so I, one thing I will say is that the, 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 the length argument. Yeah. He's, all right, so like Stone Cold, none of us are saying anything bad about that guy. He right. wrestled for a very, he was at the top for a very short amount of time. Short, he wrestled short, for a while, short, but he had a shorter short. career than most of these guys, short. right? Yeah. Um, especially his run at the top was very way shorter than people even remember. Yeah. So uh, there is a thing where like towards the end of Flair's career, I was watching wrestling and I was, to be honest, I wasn't interested in his segments. I look back at them more, and the flare well, the match with Shawn Michaels, I love that because we knew it was his last match, but everything before that was always like, all right, this is not great. Yeah. Here's what I want to say, all right? Uh, you're going to play your dad's cash by Bruno San Martino and how important that was. Yeah. But it doesn't mean anything to us, right? In this room, we don't care about Flair versus Steamboat. We don't care about Flair versus Harley Race. We don't care about Flair versus Dusty Rhodes. But these are some of the fucking greatest matches and feuds that have ever taken place in wrestling history. You could ask the older generation. They'll confirm what I'm saying. We just happen to have not been there. So that's important. The other thing I'm going to say. Are you saying this is bias? Like I've been saying I'm just along? saying there's a little bit of bias here. <laughs> I think we're discounting Flair a little bit. Jackie Sneal doesn't even know who the fuck he's... He's trying to mention another guy who wore a robe. He couldn't even think of one. He, he's not a historian. He's not, he's not a connoisseur. He could have said Bobby Roode. <laughs> he could have said anybody. He just doesn't have what I have. Have, or what we have in this room, which is true knowledge and passion for the history and the and the and the uh, fucking legacy of this business. And the thing I'm going to say, Dan, you just said right now, you didn't care about any of the flare stuff leading up to the flare. Well, just being honest, that is bullshit. And I will tell you, I will prove you wrong in a second. But I hated flare more than anyone. Well, that's not true. I like the old Yeller Ex promo. Exactly. In 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, all of the 90s. The I'm Rumble's like, great. I'm 92 like, Rumble. I'm like, who the fuck is this old dick with huge white dumb hair? He's not that good. I don't get him. I hated him until the 2000s. I hated him in WCW. He buried a whole generation of superstars like Jericho. I'm like, who is this idiot? Why do we care? But once he kept fucking going, and then he was so old yeah. and so ancient, I'm like, holy fucking shit. This guy's still doing this. This is amazing. And Dan, Holy there, motherfucking shit. There is a promo. From the in the in the in that final storyline where if you lose a match you have to retire storyline of Ric Flair. There is a promo, and you said you didn't like any till the Flair well. There's a promo that I know you loved more than any promo. It's one of your top five promos ever, and that is the I will never retire promo. What? I've compared myself to the great Cal Ripken Jr. The Iron Man.
starts flopping in the ring, oh takes the jacket God. off, starts falling on his jacket. Amazing. I mean, he's a bona fide number six, you know? <laughs> Come, Come on. The, I don't know. To me, it's just like, uh, 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 when it, when, it's like when it, when it comes down to it, I can't not put, I, I gotta put Flair in that number four spot. That's where he belongs for me. Uh, and I think it's just because when I watch his promos now, if I put them on, I'm like, that's fucking great work. And yes, they are yelly. Sure. I'm a yelly guy as well. Uh, but to me, I, I, I just, I, I got to put them there. But I can, I do, I understand. So what I had right here, I mean, okay, so Flair, so, okay. Let's talk about. Let's come back to Flair. We're gonna in, in, sure. in two seconds. I mean, I'm exhausted from Flair. Right? <laughs> okay, yeah. let's come back to Flair in a second. By the way, my, Hulk Hogan ripped off superstar Billy Graham's gimmick, right. including the handlebar mustache and the boa, yeah, and, yeah, and he wore the boa. Yeah, and yeah, right, right. Yeah. right, right, right. But so, okay, so I have 700 Club Billy Graham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one. I have Vince McMahon as the 100, like we talked about. Then it comes down to the. All right, so let's come down to ranking it, right? Because that matters for what Flair's score would be, and that's where we can look for some compromise here. I, is, I have 99 as Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. What do you guys think? Stone Cold Steve Austin as the best. I'm, I guess I'm putting him as the best wrestler of all time. Agree. Yeah. Skylar agrees. Newman agrees. I, I agree. Uh, and I rank him actually 98. There's no 99 on my list. I would say he's not, but he's still, there's still room. Someone could be better. Like you said, you didn't have that long of a run. Everybody also knows this, and Stone Cold will, will tell you that he, you know, his move set was, you know, he had six moves. It was yeah. garbage. Yeah, it was garbage. To me, the reason I put Stone Cold there is because- Spinebuster into us. Yeah, <laughs> is, 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 we're talking about that upper echelon, and then we're looking at those guys in the upper echelon. And to me, no one- no one uh, was as over as Stone Cold sure. as a true, pure professional wrestling talent. And when it comes to putting him over The Rock, that's because Stone Cold was the babyface uh, and won most of those matches. Yeah. He lost only his retirement match. That's kind of those where I give those nods. It was always, it always felt like Stone Cold was. I really, as the even though I love The Rock, I really. The the Rock I probably like more than Stone Cold on paper. Like I, the Rock to this day is like probably my favorite wrestler. Uh, but when it comes down to it, Stone Cold he played that hero, that anti-hero so well. I think it changed culture, and I think like I, I don't I think yeah, also and, no and, one moved more merch. You know, no one moved more merch, but I'm saying it was also. Um, uh, it, it was also like when he was playing the good guy, like I was rooting for him, even though I liked the rock, liked the rock more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about that I have the rock as 98. So I have 99 as Stone Cold. I have 98. I'm open to the argument of the night keeping 99 open and then pushing everybody down. And I would say just because of what Skylar said, because Stone Cold, when you think about like his in ring, these matches were epic. WrestleMania 17, I've never seen a crowd more fucking popped. More camera flashes went off. It looked like a beautiful shining diamond in that crowd. Yeah. But his moves at the end of the day. It was never that good in ring. Luthez press, stop, mud hole stopping. Right. Like, there's nothing going on, nothing doing. The stunner, I will say, is the best finisher in the history of wrestling, period. That's, that, yeah, right. The stunner is the best move ever. It's my favorite wrestling move ever. The, the simplicity of it. Better and also, than the torture rack? Yeah, <laughs> a lot better. Only a little bit better than the torture rack, but I would say that the, the, the stunner of it, and, and it's not just, it's not just uh, that move, because, like, Disco Inferno did a stunner. Like, people have had stunners. It was the way... It, the way he gave a stunner with the middle fingers, the setup kick, it was so it was so exciting. The way it, with the beer, everyone's <laughs> neck would fly back. It, it's nothing even now 
touches the stunner. The, stunner's the not magic the best of move. a stunner happening. The stunner's not the best move. It's like the, seeing... The Stone Cold Stunner is the best move. Yes, that's right. That's the point here. The Stone Cold Stunner, absolutely. I, I think I like... I like Stone Cold at 99 for this alone. Uh, he was the most authentic wrestler, I think, ever. I think a lot of guys, Great even call. The Rock. The Rock's even, a version of Flair, you know. Right, yeah, but even The Rock, it's like he's uh, at least two steps away from like, his actual personality, whereas Stone Cold is as close to zero as you can get in terms of, that's just him. Right, and, and it's a problem for his, it was a problem for his career going forward. <laughs> yeah. that he yeah. was. And I will say, there's actually something really beautiful about when something or someone or a movie or a TV show or anything leaves you wanting more, and I think Stone Cold did that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it, it was uh, not a kayfabe reason, um, but he he literally just walked out, and he yeah. was just gone. And yeah. we, we never got, we yeah, he left us wanting a bit more. He, he he walked out on top. Yeah, uh, to, yeah, he did. That's right. There's a magic in it because the Rock, the, the Rock was wrestling well into times where I was not into what he was doing. Uh, once, and we've talked about this a million times. We got way too much ironically detached Rock yeah. for me sure. uh, when he became like a star. As a matter of fact, there's only the one DVD which we watched on the podcast. Check out the bonus episode, the People's Champion, uh, where we barely talk about the DVD. <laughs> but um, uh, that, that there's only that one. There's only one DVD of all his home DVDs where the Rock is full on like. The five thousand dollars shirts. Right. Uh, check out the people's barber shop. Yeah. The people's eyebrow just being, you know, all third person rock. Right. It's the people's champ into the corporate champ. Right. But then after that main storyline angle. You know, The Rock just became The Rock, and he was just the guy, and yeah. it, was, it was too self-referential. And he was smiling, he was yeah. smiling, he I was breaking love, it. I don't love Just Bring It Rock either, by the just, way. That's yeah, what yeah, I would yeah, call yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Bring yeah. It Rock. But I still love The Rock. He's still, that, I, I love the Cena. I love this whole Cena run, sure, I mean, the look, punk stuff. I loved it. He's still amazing. Right? And, and he comes back. He's right. still, they, the, they think he's going to wrestle at 35. He's still amazing. But the thing is, also, you could say, I mean, Stone Cold... Two-man power trip Stone Cold, you know, hugging Vince Stone Cold. Like, he's done some shit also after, after the primo moment. So well, uh, after 17, you know, Stone Cold, what, what moments does he have we'll after the, 17? I didn't Not love much. what. I didn't love what. Oh, I hate what. Is a, I hate yeah, what. It's, it's, it's a terrible legacy. Jabron's on. Terrible legacy. But no. But Daniel Bryan fucked with it really nice I this week. I loved it. That was yeah, some yeah, great yeah, work. But you know what? Here's another theory I have, and, and I'm going to bring up this theory now, and uh, we can put it down. It's just a thing that I like to think of when I think about the greatest wrestlers or, or how a great wrestler is, is forged. Yeah. Uh, is that to see a guy really be great, you have to see him become great, mm. right? You have to see their icy level rise. That type of, not, not you know, literally them fighting for the icy title, but I mean like that that becoming great moment, that icy rise. Like Stone Cold has the Austin 316 promo. He was right. over, but that made him fucking the star. Right. You know, like The Rock, when he was nation domination, turned on them and then became the people's champ. You know, wow. He went from like, oh, this guy's good to this guy's fucking amazing. And then you see them rise to that number one spot. That really, to me, when you go on that journey with a wrestler, you really get them, which is why I think we don't we don't fairly treat some of the older guys because we just weren't there. We didn't see that rise. Or we didn't we didn't feel it. That's fair. So I definitely it, felt it for Stone Cold. I'm going to catch you in such a hypocrisy when talking about Daniel Bryan with the point you just made. We'll okay. we got to <laughs> hold off on Daniel Bryan right now. We right. have to. Fine. But we will. I know you. Yeah. Uh, but let's hear that Stone Cold promo. All right. The fourth prestigious King of the Rings, Doc Stone Hendrick. Cold Steve Austin, Doc an Hendrick. incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. So good. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible 
and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Magic. Oh, so fucking Magic. good. Magic. Boner. Oh. 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 All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come, and when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. The birth of the biggest superstar. It's literally that promo. It's it's so cool you point to that moment, which is Shebs' point exactly. It's like you watched it. You watched it happen. You're like, fuck, that was good. And he's also talking shit about, just give Jake the Snake credit, by the way, there, right? Because he's taking out Jake the Snake. Great great example of like an older talent putting over like a a young up uh, up a coming dude. But... I love about Stone Cold. Just the other thing is like Stone Cold was like thrown around this business like so like until this point. That's what I wanted to sidebar yeah. real quick. Have you ever seen his his ECW? We promos? watched it oh, last yeah. night. Yeah. I, yeah, oh, I made the watch. He's talking shit about uh, uh, Ted Turner and yeah. stuff. Not even Ted Turner. It's Bischoff and this other guy, Bischoff. Tony Tony uh, some Chimmel or something like Tony that. Chimmel, yeah. Or someone. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, it's uh, that is. It's he, amazing. He completely breaks kayfabe. Talks about his booking in WCW and the look in his fucking eyes. You're like, oh my well, god! Did you see him? Did you see him imitating Paul Dusty? Yeah. Ro- imitating Dusty yes. Rhodes? Yeah, imitating, he's imitating Dusty in the promo. He's like doing the lisp. He's just fucking eviscerating yeah. WCW's whole staff. Am I? Am I wrong? Didn't I think? It was Paul Heyman's idea yes. to just like here, I mean, take a mic because and go. he knew that he yeah. was frustrated with the yeah. business. He's like, just say it. Here's yeah. a mic. And Paul yeah. Heyman is just obviously a genius, a testament to the genius of Heyman. But also yeah. in that promo, he then shits on all of ECW. Like, you guys are bullshit. He's like, I came up in the fucking in the in the sport dome in Texas. Sportatorium. Sportatorium. He's like, that's the home of the Von Erichs. You guys are fucking in a bingo hall. Like, who are these dipshits? <laughs> yeah. It was. A, it's really a thing of beauty. Everyone points to the 316 promo for sure. But Austin was a bona fide. We knew he had the what it takes and the juice. Watch his ECW promos are incredible. Yeah. So and that so the other thing about authenticity of Stone Cold and uh, the authenticity and, 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 uh, of Stone Cold who's not a pe- wrestling pedigree either like The Rock you can make the argument he comes from wrestling family mm-hmm. you know he has he does have that pedigree element where like Stone Cold is like a is a self made man and that's the bottom line but man Stone Cold it's just something about and, and, and it's the biggest thing with professional wrestling and what I and it is what I love about professional wrestling is like that X Factor element like it is like just something about the way his voice sounds when he's saying things yeah. that is just like it's a raspy like I don't I don't know what it is. It just sounds awesome. Um, I th- yeah. So Stone Cold. I, we're all in agreement here, which does surprise me. Uh, that we're all. That's I it. put Stone Cold as number ninety nine yeah. as the best of all time, and uh, that's the bottom line. I put then I um I Can put. Can you smell what the Rossi is kicking? <laughs> Can you smell what the Rossi is kicking? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, all right, we all agree on Stone Cold. Let's move on to, I put The Rock next, which I, I, I think a lot of people have Rock 
uh, to be honest, we're all I mean, are we all agreeing Rock is there? Uh, maybe not. I have Rock at ninety eight percent. Let's keep let's let's skip that ninety nine uh, uh, idea because that'll be that's an yeah, easy yeah, yeah. shift okay, we can okay, do okay, later. Right, 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 right. But the Rock, I put him at ninety eight percent. The Rock is my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, uh, just uh, he does everything. And by the way, Mike skills are my number one crown for mm-hmm. professional wrestlers. By the way, uh, especially during the Attitude Era where I didn't give two shits about the wrestling. <laughs> that's something I always say. Is like, did you were you guys like when I saw a good match, I was like, that's cool. Cool, but the wrestling was not why I was watching it. No, I was today. I, I watch it for the wrestling more than I, I'm. I'm shocked how much I'm so into work. Right? I was. I was. Uh, I marked out for even less than Mike work. Like if you looked cool, right? Done. Well, as a kid, <laughs> yeah. it was all look. I liked yeah. Warrior, and I thought I was like he's the best guy. Yeah. Uh, and even Goldberg, I marked out for just the uh, the booking and and the look and the Judas. But uh, and the Judaism. But the Rock, when it comes down to it, I mean. On paper, smokes Stone Cold in terms of like, uh, I, in terms of Mike, I think even Rock is more fluid on a microphone than Stone Cold. Of course he is. The Rock is like a, he's more of like the polished star, which is why they were, this was the best feud ever. This is the best thing in wrestling where, uh, so I mean, when you see the, the Rock, is just the best. I mean, what do you say? He's the most he's the most famous movie star. He's the highest paid movie star in the world right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason for we that. We knew right? he was better than what we were watching. Like when you were watching The Rock, you knew it was why he hosted SNL and not Stone Cold. He was the, he was yeah. a true entertainer and you yeah. knew this guy was bigger than this business. But it's kind of amazing that this guy could have just ended up playing football and that's it. Do you think about that? Like, like if he didn't get it, you know what I mean? Like, even like Stone Cold, these guys, it's hard to think that these guys would even have the, the breakthrough that level of machismo. We know The Rock literally, like, they're in his youth was, like, beating people up. He was kind of like a bad, he's talked about, like, he had, like, anger problems and stuff. Like, he, he was a ruffian. He was a ruffian. Like, I'm saying, like, these guys, to think these guys could get into, let's call wow. it theater, and they're so talented, well, they're, they're, they're they amazing movie stars. They don't call it theater. I mean, it's not theater. I put it in quotes. You yeah, can't I know. See yeah, it yeah. You can't see it over the airwaves, but, right? I don't know. Do you ever think about that? It's easy. So some of these guys, like, Flair was bound to be here. Right. <laughs> like, even Sean. Like, these guys were going to end up pro wrestlers. But they, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, look, The Rock is uh, he's the greatest. What could you say about The Rock? Let's listen to a Rock promo. Finally, The Rock has come back to New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) You picked New Jersey? To Cinnaminson, New Jersey. As for the very first time, the Rock stood right in this arena and called you an ugly hermaphrodite. Is this short? Is this Sunday night? This is going to be the most brutal match The Rock has ever been in. The dangerousest match The Rock has ever been Dangerousest. in. Dangerousest. Hell in a Cell. And it he doesn't matter, Kevin Kelly, what you call it. He's a body guy. A hell in a Cell, a Rage in a Cage, Penis in Uranus. The only thing that matters <laughs> is that The Rock is going in this Sunday night to do exactly what he does best, lay it to smack it down, and get back The Rock's WWE title. matter is this, is that The Rock knows this Sunday night, he has his work cut out for him. The Rock knows he's got five other guys he's got to compete with. And even if The Rock has got to beat Kurt Angle, which means, I'm going to drink a big glass of milk, eat some chocolate chip cookies, and then maybe I'll take three Viagra. Or maybe The Rock is going to face Rikishi, beat Rikishi. Probably his cousin, right? (laughs) For The Rock. I did it for the people. 
I did it. I did, uh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. <laughs> or maybe even The Rock has got to beat The Undertaker, the American badass. Beat him so bad that one more time he'll raise up. This is an act-out. Yes. In or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself, which means uh, he's got to beat the game uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, and he has a $2 <laughs> for a wife. Uh, doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. It holds up just yeah. fine. More than hermaphrodite. Yeah. Who bleeped that, by the way? I don't know. WWE. This is yeah. Real, yeah. Listen to the people. They fucking love it. Of course they do. Or maybe I want to hear the rest. Has got a beat. Is it Stone Cold? Go see yeah. Austin, which means I got to get in my you put on the hat. In my pickup truck, drink some Steve Weisers, listen to some Backstreet Boys. And that's the bottom line, because the great one said so. my biggest beef with the rock okay I, I, it better not be that these promos don't hold up it's get that, out of here look it's not that get, they don't hold up grow up it's that Ugh. it's that they're not smart they're tranny jokes and slut jokes and fat jokes and it's all cheap heat for the fucking like i said 90 percent trash audience who pops because they hear the word bitch or slut. That's dumb. It's dumb. And lowbrow. He's it's so lowbrow. And he and which is fine in wrestling in general, but let's call it what it is. He uh, he also is the only wrestler who, like, it kind of doesn't seem fair. Like, he does the thing that Cena does where he ironically detaches, and I'm going to talk about your gimmick, and I'm going to talk about the way you look. Whereas, like, what if somebody said, like, The Rock, where it's like, you look like, you look like a, a transvestite in your shirt, or your shoes are for a gay guy. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it, it, he seemed to, like, kind of stake out this spot where only he was allowed to kind of break that shit down. I love The Rock, but uh, yeah, his promos are kind of stupid. I think only he could pull that off, though. Like, ironic attachment all automatically makes it less believable, less Bible, and less investable from the community. Like, by the way, this is not the best Rock promo. No, and this, this is, is certainly the, one of the, the best ones are the ones where he stays fully committed. This is already a little later. And yeah. This is also certainly like more of the one, more one of the more potentially um, what's it called, I, I, offensive problematic. promo, problematic, whatever. Uh, you know, but. I, I'm no snowflake. Right. I, this doesn't bother me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. He said hermaphrodite. Yes, it was funny in 1997. Uh, what are you going to do? Does it hold up now? 
the energy does, like the overness does, right. the spirit of it does. You could not every promo, by the way, is like him just fucking saying slut. Did he say it more than he probably should have? Certainly. Would he say it now? Probably not. But again, this is a is a moment in time. And again, some of these promos have don't sound anything like this. Some of his pro, he's not like he was a fucking garbage dump just spewing I, hate. I think I think he would. I think he'll be at WrestleMania 35. He'll say something about Steph's poontang pie, <laughs> and the fucking crowd is gonna lose their minds. Let me tell you something. I will lose my mind with him. I will fucking love it. It just doesn't bother me. I don't know. How do you feel about this? Well, I also think that if he said that, it'll, it'll, it's just like, it's just like when we hear in the, uh, in the current product, someone say a curse or someone right. say yeah. something like that. I mean, we've, we've come so far since the days of Poontang Pie that it's almost a, a, a nostalgic pop in a weird way. Like, oh, I remember when oh, we yeah. could just call things Poontang and do entire songs about pancake asses and right. whatever. Um, what I really appreciate about The Rock, and I actually agree with everyone, to be honest. Honest. I mean, they're all fair points. Um, his lexicon was so amazing that he was able to build constantly. Mm-hmm. Just even like the, the 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 silly nuance of layeth the smacketh down. Sure. You know, it was just it was always building, and he had so many catchphrases. The great one, you know, and that's even though that's Wayne Gretzky's right. uh, nickname. Um, I thought it was really great how he would build on if you smell and then it would go if you smell blah, 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 blah. Yeah. just like he was constantly improving and building and we and he and we were always wanting to sing along. Yeah. Uh, and he would outlast us and do something new and we're like, oh, well, now we got to do the tongue trill with right. him. And uh, I just think he was he was never quitting. He was always going one he, step he further. He was constantly evolving. It is yeah. one of my favorite things about The Rock is that every as as when we were watching it and like me and Shebs, you know. Me and Shebs are childhood uh, best friends, right? Like, we were watching throughout the whole Attitude Era. Like, every pay-per-view, we go to someone's house, throw, give them five bucks or whatever. Like, we were watching all this together. But it was like, The Rock was constantly making us die of laughter. And he was always uh, he was always reinventing it. And he would sell every gimmick. Because the thing about The Rock that's so interesting to me is, well, by the way, like, if you smell. First it was, do you smell at The Rock's cooking? And then he changed it to, if you smell. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. And I was like, oh, no, I do like that. He's ahead of me. That is better. Right. It is higher energy. It's where he's going. So he really was like an artist about what he was doing, which I think is really cool. He's always evolving. But uh, 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 the, uh, uh, the Rock, oh, fuck, what was my point about The Rock? Damn it, damn it, always damn it. evolving. He's very good. The Rock, <laughs> it's just that he's very good. Yeah. Uh, good that, point. Oh, nice shit. one, Dan. No, but uh, uh, we were watching his kids, and we were- uh, uh, He always made you laugh. Well, every week you're hanging on it. To, like, every week it was like, I, w- I need to see what this guy says next. And right. to Skylar, oh, to your I'm point- I'm saying that oh, yeah, everything he did was tacked on. None of it makes sense. Right. Like, it's all hodgepodge gimmicks. Like, being like, oh, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. And he, but he could sell it all. Even if you smell what is, I'm cooking is terrible. It makes no if sense. You told me like you're all right, all right, Skyler. You're going out there. You're gonna say if you smell what I cook it. It's terrible. The the name the Rock is what the bull. How does a bull tie into the Rock? How does a uh, the Poontang Pie thing? Like every everything he did was like, oh, I'm gonna find a new gag. I'm the most electrifying. Do you smell it? Then he started being Elvis for a little bit. Like yeah. he was always he was so good at this business. He was and he would do all his promos live. He also had you would also see. I remember like you'd always see he had like a series of like uh, he had like a code like of like how wrestling it's 
how it's supposed to be done. You know, you'd say like, oh, all my promos, you got to go live. Like main events at WrestleMania should be one on one. Like he, he was, I think he was, uh, he got like the the breast surgery or whatever because he's like, yo, it doesn't look right. Like I, I, you know what I mean? And he was like, Wait, I gotta come he out. He got breast surgery. Well, he, he got, got um, the gynecologist. He, he got liposuction on his like titties. You remember know? There, was, like, oh, there, know. there was like an yeah, eight month period when he was that. just wearing like a Adidas kind of track, uh, like a oh, baggy yeah. loose shirt. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, yeah, like that work ethic started way before what we see now, like Crazy Rock. You know, but I'm saying so. It's less almost of an of a work ethic than it is. It's his like artistic ethic. Yeah, right, it's he's, a commitment to the business. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying is that like he really and built his character that to the Hollywood. Rock. By of the course. way, yeah, no one works harder than this guy. Right, you can't take the Rock. You can't. I'm sorry, I was on a roll. You can't take the Rock and map it to something in popular culture, like which you could do with everything else or whatever. Or be like, oh, he's like this archetype. The Rock is his truly its own thing. The Rock is it's the Rock. It's 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 the concept of the Rock. It's the universe of the Rock. Right. He's a force of nature. Right. Yeah. He's so one of that he was like, yo, and I remember he came out of WrestleMania. He, he might be 99 percent now. To me. Yeah, I feel like he might edge well, out stuff. Well, well, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's hard. I like The Rock way more. But I'm saying The Rock. Uh, this is the last thing I'll say, Shams. But I'm saying The Rock. He when it, I love that. I remember watching as a kid, and he was wearing the tracksuit for that little bit because he got the surgery. But I remember at WrestleMania 15 is the first time he emerged not in the tracksuit, and he was wearing the undies, and I, uh, you know, he's wearing the boots. And I remember, like, I remember being like, yo, this guy, like, in my brain, I was like, he should come out in the undies at Mania. Like, he should wear the trunks. Mm -hmm. And I remember he did it. And I was like, yo, this guy thinks of it the way I do. <laughs> you know, where it's like, it's all like, that matters a lot to him that, like, this is WrestleMania. You don't come out in a tracksuit. And I see other wrestlers who don't take it seriously in that way. Yeah. You know, I see big talents who do things where I'm like, what? That's what you wore? That's what you said on this day? That's the amount of prep you did where the, your first line is that? Like, that's Dean Ambrose to right. take for instance this week. It's like their the, compass doesn't get what wrestling fucking yes. is. Yeah. The Rock gets it. He gets it. And that's why he also puts out mostly hit movies because he gets the, it. The Rock, he's the fucking best. There's a very few, uh, this is a little bit of a tangent, I'm sorry about that, but there's a few type, there's a, a certain type of person in the world that's just better than everyone else. It's when you could be the number one thing in multiple right. things. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger was the best fucking bodybuilder and then the best fucking actor. Like, not best, but I mean the highest gross Action star. Exactly. Yeah. Then married to Kennedy and became the governor. He's like the best politician. Like some guys. What about just, like Donald Trump though? Politician. What do you say about Trump, though? Fuck, no, he, Trump inherited three hundred million dollars okay. and turned it into ten. Trump's a fucking nonsense. He's he became nothing. the president. Of the he's all marketing and branding. Okay, he's branding I and he's bullshit. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about him in the podcast. Um, but The Rock is one of those guys, right? Best wrestler of all, you know, became one of the best wrestlers of all time. Became the biggest grossing movie star like five years in a row. This guy can become president if he wants. He's just that good. He's just such a, a once-in-a-lifetime type of person. And uh, so, Skylar, to your point, you said he made his own lexicon, right? And, and that's exactly what he did, right? We lived in the universe of The Rock. He could pull shit out of thin air, and then all of a sudden it was cool and important and funny. We were waiting to, to say with him for the millions and millions of The Rock's fans every yeah. week. But, like, no one else can get me to fucking can't wait to scream that I'm his fan, right? He it's also a, manufactured goosebumps. Right. He, 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 was was like, he would be like, yo, you're going to get goosebumps on what I do. And, like, even when you think you say the word goosebumps, you're not going to get them. Right. <laughs> and yeah. he'd be able to do that. You yeah. see, it's such a control. He's like... He's like, a, he's like the George Lucas of wrestling. Yeah. He just creates his own fucking universe, and then somehow he gets us to give a shit about it, and the themes, and the characters, and the lines, and just, we become sucked into his world. And I don't think anyone else really did that uh, before or since, right? The Rock is a, is a once-in-a-lifetime guy, and, and to prove it, and just to, just to let us all know the legacy of The Rock, we started this podcast talking about 
do we say jabroni or not? What does it mean? You know, what's a wrestling term we don't, you know, that's, that we use in real life? That's not a wrestling term. That's an old 1950s insult that The well, Rock no, just no brought back. That some guy in San Diego made that right, right. But I'm saying the Rock, <laughs> the Rock gave us jabroni. He was just like, this is funny. I'm going to say jabroni. The Rock fucking is the reason that the B-Show is called SmackDown. That was The Rock's show. He invented that out of the his Rock own lexicon. show. So, I mean, The Rock is the I real deal. I SmackDown was the house that I just out well. <laughs> well, The Rock, it was The Rock show, but then it needed some renovations okay, and remodeling. Okay, so, right, let's get back to the doc here. I would so, love for Arlen to come back from his call and we're, we're not even past number two. We literally are number two. I have to leave very soon. We well, gotta like, get Let's that. try to at least get through five before Skylar goes. Like, yeah. top five. I know. How much more time is left in this? Five, 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 five and a half. <laughs> We're five. We'll be, we'll be five. It's a little break that I that that I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, so. you're gonna go when you go. But uh, so, all right, so all right, so we're, all right. Remember, this was all of us trying to loop back to Ric Flair again. Well, okay. so 99, yeah, nine, I have 99 Stone Cold, 98 The Rock. Do we want to change that? No. no. And no. I'll tell you why. At the end of the day, and I'm gonna use this 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 for Hogan Flair also, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. At the end of the day, two things. One. The Rock is the biggest star from wrestling, right? The Rock is the most recognizable wrestler in the world, right? The Rock maybe is the most famous wrestler, but Stone Cold is wrestling, right? The Rock's the bigger star, but if you're talking about, like, who's the greatest wrestler and what is wrestling, that is Stone Cold. And I, and I feel the same way about Hogan, right? The, uh, the, like, uh, Rock and Hogan are the face of wrestling, but Stone Cold and Ric Flair are wrestling, that's all. Okay. And, and Vince McMahon says Stone Cold's the, the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah, if Vince says it, when you ask Vince who's the number one yeah. guy, he says it was Stone Cold. That's always what we, I'm glad you mentioned it. Vince yeah. always said Stone Cold is the best. If God said, that's, that's cemented 99% then yeah. because yeah. if God's so, infinity right, says let it. there be light, right? So let's talk about 97 where I put Ric Flair, which is we're going to start that's shooting things up. Yeah. Um, so, um, who, so, okay, so if we're not saying Flair is the number uh, three spot, I mean, by the way, I don't even agree with myself here. I think Hogan yeah. should How go number three. How the fuck did you do that? I will be fine. I will let Ric Flair be number four. It's yeah. fine. It's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. He's on Rushmore. He's great, but he is not in the center of Rushmore. He's on the right. I'm going to swap Hogan I, to I, 97. Do you guys yes. agree with that? He's Hulkamania. But the thing about Hogan, right, he's more like bluster than substance, right? Like he, his moveset was garbage, right? Sure, his, leg drop, his, his gimmick and his persona was thin when you think about it. Like there's not much there. He just was the guy in the moment that was the face. But all these guys we're talking about are pretty close to the same level Here's of wrestler. Thing. My wife doesn't give a shit about Stone Cold Steve Austin or Ric Flair. She doesn't even know really. That's she might not for know you. them. Yeah, yeah. No, no, my wife I'll tell you what, doesn't even know she loves are. The Rock. Mm -hmm. And she, yeah. when she was a kid, she under, she, she remembers Hulkamania. Right. right. That to me is transcendent. That to me is, is prime real estate on Mount Rushmore. And the pro wrestlers could hold up the sides. So, but here's the thing, right? That just goes back to what your criteria is, because Hogan and Rock are, are definitely both bigger stars. They're crossover stars. They're more culturally significant. Hulk Hogan is probably, for wrestling, the most culturally significant wrestler in that he he is the face of wrestling to everybody. Right? He's the most culturally significant wrestler we're going to put on this list. But is he the best? Does that make you the best? Just because you're the 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 most famous or the most significant, does that make you the greatest of all time? You want to know why it does? I think because yes. Yes. First of all, yes. And second of all, we're talking about my bias to WWFE. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> to what? WWFE. <laughs> WWFE. Uh, yeah. um, Hulk Hogan, lest we forget, 
was one of the greatest heels in WCW. Yeah, he true. fucking that's invented true. the NWO. I rest my case. Yeah, it's huge. over. All right, you it's got me. Better than Flair. Hulk Hogan. It's Hulk Hogan goes above Flair. I'm embarrassed put, yeah. that I put that out. Yeah. Um, because of because of Hogan the could two go above the other two. By Who's the way, two he runs could. Like that? He's Is not anyone? going to, but he could. Who's that two runs like that? Two completely diverse runs. The only uh, Shawn Michaels, you can maybe make the mm. argument, but it's all like with the, DX and Heartbreak Kid. Yeah, yeah. DX, the yeah. boy, the dream. Michaels, they, they're all kind of. They all have the same thread. They all feel like the same guy. Yes. These are two completely different Hogan's, right? Right. At no point when Shawn Michaels from Heartbreak Kid to DX to God versus Undertaker, where you're like, oh, he's totally different now. It's just a journey yeah. of a guy. Hogan, Hogan is a fucking different to, universe. Even you think about it in terms of artistic risk, Hogan to come out, yeah, and be, and also keep in mind like. It, it, people think like, oh, it was he's past his prime. He was in incredible shape. Yeah, he looks great. We just watched Santa with muscles. He looks he's great. the leanest he's ever been when he is, is Hollywood Hogan. Like he looks amazing. I know he's obviously like fucked up, but for him to think, oh, I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna take the bread and yellow and go black, and, and and to think that risk, you're like, oh, could I come back from that? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, uh, just the risk of having the balls to wear facial, came out to voodoo child. facial hair in the ring that is not humanly possible. Yeah. You can't have black stubble yeah, on your whole face and then a blonde Fu Manchu. It's ridiculous. Talk about. Look, those are two completely separate looks, and they're amazingly impeccable. And, and, and Hollywood Hogan look is my, my favorite look it's in awesome. wrestling history. It's awesome. I will say that one other person that has had two completely separate gimmicks and looks is Sting. However, he did not do it in two separate companies. Right. And also, I listen. We'll get to Sting when we get to him. But I am a star. I'm not a Sting guy at all. This the the, the crow thing. The crow thing was fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's, but it, I mean, we're talking about Hulk Hogan uh, ripping, so rip, polarizing, so yeah. cool. We're talking about ripping yeah. off superstar Billy Graham. From Hogan, no one knows who the fuck superstar Billy Graham. Well, not nobody, but non-wrestling fans. Right. We know the Crow's a fucking movie yeah, yeah. with Bruce Lee's son. Like this guy just literally Brent copied Lee's. it. It's yeah, whatever. I still it was badass. Listen, it was I, get, I, I get the love for Sting. It looks it's a great look. It was a smart idea. Um, it was a smart idea. But I even as a kid was like. That is the crow. It, like I was like, yeah. and that's yeah. because we also really liked the crow. I love the crow. We were, still do. Uh, uh, we liked it, so it was kind of just like too. It was. It was, it was such was a not, rip off. It wasn't appropriated. I well. just love the way he was utilized. The, uh, right. the girl, it was utilized very well. The young girl in the crow. Yeah. Uh, she ended up working at like a photo mat in the Oxford Valley Mall in Levittown, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. Really? Pennsylvania. Yeah. Wow. That's where so, I, I remember. I, I was like, "Are you?" Are you She's like, yeah, "Yeah." Don't don't tell the other <laughs> yeah. guys at the photo mat. All right, say cheese. Don't tell Sting. <laughs> are we? Uh, um, so I will say, I, I when I walked into this room, my list was was actually Stone Cold, then Flair, then Hogan, then The Rock, and I'm ready to just scrap that. I'm ready to put Hogan. I'm, I, I and I want to say, there's no cash-ins about Stone Cold, The Rock, or Hogan being over or underrated. Because well, they're so, they're yeah. all look. If you give me a, if someone walks in here and says my favorite wrestlers are any permutation of those four in order, I can't be like you fucking fool. Right. So you can make so, an argument for Hogan. You can make an argument for Flair. You can make an argument for The Rock, Stone Cold. But they're all acceptable. So this let's is just go our back. opinion. So we're all agreeing that Hogan. We don't want to. I don't even want to talk about the N-word Hogan stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. How it affects. His ranking. Does everyone know that? Like, it's you have to know that. Like, I'm removing that at all from this ranking. Yeah, which is hard to, to do. Separating the art from the art. Separate. We're we're doing it just because the I same mean, way that Dream rocks his clothing. You know, Hulkamania. We separate from Hulk Hogan, uh, Terry Bollea, the man. Right, the same way we're gonna rank Chris Benoit on this thing. Well, yeah. I have it written here. We should rank him. I and, say, and 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 what he did, you know, it's it's sad, it's tragic, it's horrible, but it, he wasn't not a wrestler. But a majority of these guys, we could come up with something to like, you know, outside of the wrestling to be like, oh, maybe. So it, it, all of them are 
N- not great people. Right. Do you right. uh, maybe say domestic the abuse? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stone Cold. Did Hogan say the N word? Yes. Did certainly more than ten other guys on this list say the N word? Yeah. Sure. sure. But a no bunch one of gave them a shit enough. Nazis. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. So, by the way, I'm glad I called that we'd have to talk about the N word on this podcast, and you guys all gave me shit. I'm like, well, we're going to talk about it. I easily could have blew past that. Yeah, we had sure. We're ranking Hogan's legacy. We had 99, to talk about it. 99, 98, 97, Stone Cold, Rock, Hogan. Move on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then we get into, back into looping around to what I have is the number four on the, on the <laughs> number four, that's where we're at when Harlan comes back, <laughs> is Ric Flair as a, ni- a 96. Okay, and by but, the way, it's still in percentages, but it's not. I don't see this as a percentage. I give up. I surrender. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine Yeah, at this it. point, we. I think we spent... 45 minutes on Flair? Yeah, I think we're, fine. Dan, Let's you go. just make a call. What do you think? I, I, I'm going to keep them there. And I yeah. think, by the way, the, the list is fluid. It, sure. It's never, ever locked. Uh, it's in play this whole podcast and it's in play after the podcast. I think we should, so take, I think we should take that number four spot to the Facebook page under his eye. I think it's fine. Let them talk. Let them. We we've exhausted. I'm gonna post that right now. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. Po- I'm gonna post it in there while the next one of you guys is talking. And I'm gonna say who's the number. F- who's the fourth best wrestler of all time? Is what I'm gonna post. <laughs> no, you okay. have to say Stone Cold, Rock, and Hogan right. are, are are on the Mount Rushmore. If if Stone Cold, the Rock, and Hogan are the top three in whatever order, who do you guys think number four is? I'm let, let the game say who's the four. We could we could skip rating ones that don't fall to the. Uh, the all right. Well, oh, whatever. All right, you let's, can let's do that. All right. Number all right. five. Anyway, so I have number five. The Undertaker here. So let's talk about the five spot quick, because I think I imagine this was going to be this a big is, thing. This is where it gets crazy. The five spot is when it starts getting insane. So who is your guy's number five? I already, I, I my number five, I don't know why, I'm already disagreeing with my list major. Oh, no, because I have them as the same number. Right. But right. I think that if we're going to go number five, and I think we should move away from doing fives, right? It should just be where's their ranking. Okay. Keep in mind, we have 98. And I think John Cena is the next, goes after Ric Flair. My guy, I, my pick for five is John Cena. I don't, I don't know think it's five. It's it's percentage. What, let's talk about in terms of and I, and I give John Cena uh, I have him here as a 94 but I think John Cena is a 95. I, I think Shawn Michaels is a 95. I, I think, think Undertaker is a 95. I think those are the three names that I'm debating on. Like, yeah, who is the it's fifth? hard. It's between Shawn Michael, Michaels, Taker, and Cena. Why don't we give them all a 95? We easily uh, can. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That's a little bit of an upgrade from what's on the list. Shawn's at a 93. I think Cena and Taker are 94, but all those guys could be 95, and I'm happy with that. I yeah. think John Cena... I think I think I'm so tempted to put John Cena a little above those guys. Now, in terms of wrestling, no. In terms of wrestling talent, no way. In is, terms of no match- way is John Cena better than those guys. Uh, Big well, match John? No. What I'm saying is that John, the big match. No, I just mean in terms of like. Uh, wrestling full career take like they've had bigger like Shawn Michaels sure. had better matches than John Cena across the board. He had better matches and at a at a time where the bar was higher. Right, it was a better time. Also, I'm gonna argue John Cena because here's the deal with John Cena. Here's why I think. Here's why I put John Cena above Taker and Sean. Okay. All right. Let's hear this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm telling you, is that thing with John Cena is that again, Mike skills matter a lot to me. He smokes those guys on the microphone. Smokes. He who he. I don't think is there anybody on his besides those guys yeah. that we've locked in already who touches John Cena on the microphone. But I have I have the same almost issue CM with Punk. John Cena. CM Punk. It's CM right. Punk's the CM only Punk. other one. But CM Punk in terms of John Cena after John Cena's WrestleMania third his run his uh, you. 
U.S. title run. Yeah. And the matches he's done, the caliber of matches he's had with these the best guys, where they felt like AJ Styles. Uh, he had a great match with the Cesaro match. Uh, an amazing match Let with. Say, there's a Royal Rumble match. The Royal Rumble fucking sucked that year. But there's a triple threat between Lesnar, Rollins, Rollins, and Cena, and it's it could it's be amazing. one of the best matches. There was of all a time where the all the match all the matches that were fucking the matches had John Cena in them. Big match, John. Of course but he is, dude. Kevin Owens, the Kevin Owens feud from 2015, the U.S. title feud with KO. That was good. So those matches are I, Kevin Owens, yeah. The and those promos are untouchable. I almost cried Shawn at one of the promos. Shawn Michaels yeah. has. He will. He will be the first to tell you. Yeah. He has consistency as the same person. John Cena altered his gimmick a little bit little from bit. rapper John Cena yeah. to Lakers jersey John Cena. I, I I didn't like the basketball jersey John Cena. Me either. Yeah. Shawn Michaels went from the Rockers and then he turned on Marty Jannetty and then you know and when we know the the rest of the story from there and now there's a little bit of a crown jewel asterisk. I say, uh, <laughs> say John Cena put Edge, Kevin Owens. AJ Styles, he put all these guys on the map. Yeah. Like without uh, uh, him uh, over. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Yeah. Shawn Michaels started DX. Hey, I, I'm, tor- I'm torn here. Or I think rude. Shawn and Cena both get the same score for two different reasons. Yes, yes. of course. That's right. why I have to level them right. off. No, and if no, you're not I, down with that, I got <laughs> two words for you. I got to go. <laughs> no, you have to go? No, no, no. no, no. Okay. I think, I, I think you, I cannot. I put Taker below those guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can see that. God, it's really tough, it's guys. It's so tough. I could re- like, literally, from a minute-to-minute situation, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Taker should go above Cena. Yeah, you know what? Cena should go above Taker. You know what, Sean? It's hard. Uh, I mean, for me, no, I man. think Taker goes above Cena because Cena, I don't think he's that great on the mic. I think he's uh, winky. No, every time. every Taker on the mic? Every doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay? Because he has the look. He has the 15-minute entrances that are love. I love them. John Cena's, when he's on the mic, this is the essence of John Cena's like promos. Uh, somebody will get all worked up and he'll go, "Why are you getting so worked up? It's just wrestling, bro." Like he he's so ironically detached, so winky. Uh, I put him under the Undertaker. These days, that's a big complaint against John, yeah. and, 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 and I don't buy that. I and call the way he sells in the ring too, it's like playing to the, fa- the five knuckle shuffle is always three <laughs> inches away from their fucking heads. <laughs> they, they're, no, there's no defense for the five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> it's it's god awful. Okay, it's, it's indefensible. There's a lot about Cena that is. Truly unbearable. And there was a time in my life where I said that he is the, the, the guy I hate more than and he was my most hated wrestler. He was shoved down my throat like a like Roman Reigns. <laughs> he was just like shoved down my throat. I, I couldn't stand him. He won every well, match. I didn't, I didn't love him until after 31. Right. He was super but it's Cena. Such great work. He was super Cena and it sucked. He felt like he was burying guys. But then he turned a p- corner where. You know what? His matches are fucking epic. His AJ Styles is unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and then, oh, look, he's putting these guys over. Daniel Bryan's beating him flat in the middle of the ring. Like, not to mention, guys, he's going to have 17 wins. God, he's he's going to get be it. the most he's winning be the most champion champion guy. And, let me tell you, and all in WWE. And, and there's a huge argument to be made about him being on, the, on Rushmore. Right. Yeah. If we want right. to go back If you there. want to, yeah. And, and the thing is, he does this. He did this. At, at a time where you could say Shawn Michaels is better, you could say Undertaker is better, you could say they're more significant to the company, maybe you could make those points. It's hard to argue, is Shawn Michaels not five, but Cena is, is Taker below Cena? You know, fine. But what they never did that John Cena did do, despite all the things I hate about him, is he carried the fucking company yeah, on true. his back for 15 years. In a, in, a, in a tough time. In a tough time. And he and he, and he he had the product grow. Like, was, was are Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania matches 
the best? Yes, he's Mr. WrestleMania for a reason. Is Undertaker's streak undeniably probably more important than a title? Is it the most important thing that ever happened? Is it the biggest honor in all of pro wrestling? Probably, right? Yeah, he's Shawn motherfucking Michaels. Like, he's Shawn Michaels. But, but John but, Cena did... Uh, you could make an argument for anything, but to me, what holds water is that John Cena carried the company, was the company, and it's a hard that's a good job. Point. That's a big I, job. I, I still I still vote to have them all three deadlocked. A good point about John Cena. I, I'll, I'll let it happen the same way I let Flair happen. I'm, I'm also not very stubborn. I'm very like, whatever. <laughs> well, I am one of the most stubborn people I know people that. That's, that's, why, I, that's why true. you need one of me in your uh, life. You know, I, it's so hard for me. to. It's so hard to not. All right, let's listen to John Cena promo quick. If I say or if I win Sign that says, I says, beat cancer. And by the way, you keep fighting and you never give up. You understand that? And that's for me. Fucking try. I can cry. He's a kid with cancer. I don't think words. he's not milking that for all it's worth. It, uh, it made Kevin Owens look amazing. And how those three words can affect people's lives. It would be like working day in and day out for a decade, trying for an opportunity, being told time after time, you're never going to make it, but still crack, scratching and clawing. And finally, the day comes when opportunity knocks and you don't just answer the door. You kick it down. You raise your hand and you say the champ. Kevin Owens. Do you see the three words that define the life journey of Kevin Owens are not fight, Owens, fight. And this one is going to be a tough pill to swallow, Holmes, because the three words that define Kevin Owens are never give up. Amazing, epic. It's, It's great work. A bit of advice, man to almost man. Think before you speak, because you just said you deliver on every promise, but in two weeks at Money in the Bank, you are going to have to explain how a really good wrestler couldn't deliver on a promise because he got his ass kicked by a real man. I'll tell you what, the reason that he called him an almost man oh, no. Alex, is because, no. because Kevin Owens is a part pig. Alex Jones, the dude, we're trying, we, we have a lot to cover here. Yeah, I, don't know. I just, I want to go back to your, t- to the Mount Rushmore and talk about that for another hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, Alex Jones, wh- what do you want? Because honestly. I'm just saying that John Cena uh, is part of the Illuminati and he was revealing that, that Kevin Owens is not full man, that he's actually part pig and he was growing in the lab under Montauk. <laughs> Why has everything happened under a lab in Montauk? You tell me. <laughs> I don't oh, know. We can't. We all can't. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hang out with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, but uh, w- w- would uh-huh. you put would you put John Cena? We're talking about wrestling rankings while you're here. Would you put 
Shawn Michaels above or below John Cena? I will put John Cena at the top of the mountain, the top of the pyramid where the eye of Horus rests, and the New World Order beams out their predictive programming through Delta Waves and TVs manufactured by Samsung. Okay, all right. Just okay. real quick, real quick before you go, what do you think about DDP's symbol? I think DDP's symbol, along with Jay-Z's symbol, is again, it's the eye horse, it's on the back of the dollars, it's uh, the all-seeing eye, it's the NSA spying on you, it's the... It's the watchful eye of Big Brother as he ushers in an age of tyranny. Okay. Do, do we dare ask him about The Undertaker and how he fits into this? Yeah, this yeah, spot? do it, do it. I mean, you could hear me, right? What? what? The Undertaker? Yeah, what do you think he fits uh, in here? The Undertaker represents Osiris in Egyptian mythology and the New World Order trying to push the predictive programming of a zombie horde of uh, grave diggers coming to bury our freedoms. Wait, so you say New World, New World Order, does yeah. that have anything to do with Hogan, Nash, and Hall? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes? Is that the, yes? <laughs> Okay. okay. That's all you have to say. Thanks so much for coming by. Just for the record, Kevin Owens, what, 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 he's not a person, right? He's a human pig hybrid. Right. And where was he manufacturing? Montauk. Yeah, okay. Get out of here. Under Montauk Island. Yeah, okay. Montauk's not an island. Have you been to Montauk? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. Apparently, that's where Kevin The last time I was in Montauk, I was hit with an EMF attack by the government. They tried to fry all my communication devices, even though I sleep in a different. I put my I put my cell phone in a different room when I sleep because they can't track my biometrics and make a clone of me in the same lab that they make. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get him out of here before Shebs asks about Sandy Hook. All right, uh, <laughs> I agree with Ronda Rousey on Sandy Hook. Okay, okay, okay. Right, for no reason. All right. Anyway, uh, um, 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 all right, all right. That was not funny. Okay, so my my my, my thing is to try. It's just it's the kind of wrestling fan I am. I'm a super. Mark, you know yeah, what I mean. Sure. I just got when I see John Cena, and and as a performer, when I see the way John Cena is able to really come to the table promo wise, and just if you if you step in the microphone with it, when you have the mic, mic to mic, he you'll never beat him. Never, never. Who's ever beat him on the microphone? Maybe the maybe Rock. the Rock. That's it. Uh, and even then, he uh, the Cena I think is known as winning those promos with the part timer argument, right. which Reigns couldn't even pull off on him. No offense to Reigns, but you know, uh, 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 you know, I, to me, John Cena's work on the microphone, the fact he's able to he silence the haters the way he has. I don't know. I just I, to me, I can't imagine. I put him the same level as Sean. No one else is on the same level of all the guys I'm looking who are coming up the pike here. Only Sean gets the same rating as him to me. Agreed. Yeah, sure, I, I'm a big taker, Marshall. Like, I want to throw him in there, too. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with that. You I'm guys want to go try taker? You're a big taker guy, yeah, man. I mean, he's my favorite of all time. Right. But, uh, I mean, you're literally looking at Newman, who wants Taker. Uh, you're looking at Shebs, who wants Cena. And you're looking at me, who wants Michaels. I believe that they should be three-way tied, right. like, like I said 20 minutes ago. No, but we have to fill eight hours, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Which we are mowing through. We're at number six. So here's what I'm doing. I'm giving Taker a 95. I'm giving John Cena a 95. And I'm giving Shawn Michaels a 95. Right. That works. Okay. Beautiful. So these are, uh, now we have a tri-split. This is the beauty of this. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, notice we had no, we had no cashins about any of those guys either being under or overrated as well they're, because they're givens. Yeah. Okay, so now we start getting into the we start getting into the lower nineties. But I think, um, I think before we do that, I'd like to just throw it to you guys to hear about 
just something on the list. Because now we're, we've got we've locked in the top there, right? Mm-hmm. I want to throw it to you guys. You tell me things on the list that you think are incorrect. All right, I'll All right. go right now. All right, Alex I'm Newman. Skip to the bottom mm-hmm. of the list. You have Doink the Clown at 15%. <laughs> I put Doink the Clown at uh, like a 60%. Okay. Uh, part, the, part, yeah. Just for like clarity of gimmick alone, he well, has he has more of a gimmick than almost half the roster today. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, he totally worked me as a kid, as as I'm sure he did everybody. He was so evil and annoying. He had a, a little person version of him <laughs> that would <laughs> that, that, that would distract. You know, I think that there's a Very lot. Austin Powers, a pre Austin Powers, yeah, mini-me, I, a pre mini me, a proto mini me. Yeah. He also, I think they had a stable yeah, of them. Yeah, they 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 dink, wink, and pink at some point. Like that, yeah. Oh my god! And then didn't uh, I think Lawler had like his like king's yeah, court? Jesus Christ, but uh, no, I would I would bump oh, going shit. way up the list. <laughs> hey, what flavor? Uh, Pamplemousse, was, but it spilled all over me. So it's seltzer. Gonna, At the end of the day, we, yeah. we call it the quad, but it's fucking seltzer. So it's just gonna clean you off. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's me. I would bump so, him way up the list to sixty percent. Uh, I agree. Oh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna grow Pamplemousse. <laughs> I think I think growing growing Ron Gronkowski and doing yeah. uh, I'm fine with that. Gallows and Anderson should be the fuck wait, off this list. Oh, oh, get off the list at get all. Off. I, I, I think they should be split. Yeah, I don't doink, think we need to rate those as a duo. Doink, 30%. Are we putting Doink <laughs> yeah. at 60? We're all agreeing that Doink no. is... I think it's so high. That's so high. No, I think I'm going to be in the 40s or the 50s. Well, let's see who else you I'll have at 60. I'll say 50%. I'll, I'll give him a... I think a 50% just for the fact that he has clarity of gimmick, which yeah. to me is like... Yeah. It's such a big crowd. I'll, I'll have you say he had some good matches with Bam Bam. He had a good feud there. And also... Oh, Bam Bam's not on this yeah, list. Yeah, Bam Bam. Is Bam Bam on this list? No. Put Bam Bam on the list. He's amazing. So, and also, Doink, when he first came out actually had a really nuanced gimmick. He was like a, a scary, evil, like, it clown. Yeah, he was like yeah. Pennywise. Right, and then he sort of became like, they just it was too nuanced for WWE, so they were like, he's a fucking clown. Well, yeah. uh, Whoopi Cushion. Entrance music. Yes. Yeah, then it turned scary. Yeah. Oh, really? It was yeah. actually, it was really cool. The, uh, Doink was really cool. I, I, it just honestly, turned into a joke. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I don't remember it that well. It was well. like, and would it get all scary from there? Yeah, alright. I'm gonna give Doink a 55. I love it. I'm happy with that. All right, uh, absolutely. I, I think. Uh, all right, to Skylar Aston, you uh, uh, star of stage and screen. What would you like? <laughs> Gallows and Anderson. It's cool that they were in the original Bullet Club. Uh, what the fuck have they done in the WWE? Where do I have them on here? They've been brothering you, you have them together as 60, but I got to say, I really, they're not so bound of a tag team. They're not like the young bucks that have to be a, a duo. Because well, of Festus? Right. Well, he was Festus. He was in CM Punk Straight Edge Society as Luke Gallows. Right. I think that's important to note. By the way, Carl we're, waiting, Anderson we're was... waiting on Punk till, Chef, till Arlen gets back. Okay, fine. And, and Carl Anderson... Carl Anderson was in the pro, the original Bullet Club. Luke Gallows was like, oh, you right. know, in their, you know, in their original, original, original five. Like he was right there. Wasn't the Anderson a, uh, had a big IC run in New Japan, right? Or, ah, that's or too nuanced for me. But, oh, but yeah. the, the Bullet Club was Finn, uh, you know, Prince, and then uh, Anderson, Machine Gun Anderson, and uh, and Tamatanga. Fergal Dervit. Fergal Dervit. So yeah, but yeah, I want to split them. That's Fire my only note of them. You could put them, you could split them, and I would put Gallows as sixty for sure. But Anderson is sixty-one. Hey, by the way, because I like him better. Fine, I'm just gonna like get some points in here. Uh, after this week, I don't know retroactively when this is gonna air or drop or whatever. But from the December third episode of Monday Night Raw, Bailey mm-hmm. should be the fuck off this list. NXT Brooklyn was well, awesome. I have yet. It's 
two. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I, I. And there's big jumps on this list. I know we're starting from the bottom, and you got Gobbly Gooker at five percent. You got James <laughs> Ellsworth even on there at twenty. So you could drop Bailey down to like a, a no, forty every, or a thirty. Everyone's on the list. They're not on here. This list has nothing to do with if you deserve to be on it or not. Some people are not on it because I just yeah. didn't we just forgot. It so everybody's on the list. So it'll be where you want Bailey on the list. If you, sure. you can put her at a zero if you no, want. No, I wouldn't. But I mean, where do you have her? I think 68. 68 come on. Dude. Drop it to 40 or 50. Like, yeah. that, Where's Becky Lynch? I don't mean, but yeah, I think that's too old. I mean, yeah, you have to understand. You have to understand, you have to understand. I know we all think Bailey sucks. I like that we all think Bailey sucks because she fucking sucks, right? She has very little to offer. However, we're talking about in the in the pantheon of all of wrestling, there's women I don't even fucking know their names. There's like jobbers on NXT. They're in the 30s, 20s. Bailey is a is a women's champion. Right. Bailey has fans, little girls maybe. Yeah. I don't know who fuck people love Bailey. Give her a 40. It's fine. Where the shit I is Becky as, Lynch I on this? I think 40 is I have her too 50. low. I have her as 50. 40 is too low. It's too low because she it's on I don't know. The women's division she is a whole can't thing talk. because she can't, I know. she cannot She's talk. Functionally I would rather the, listen to yeah. Andrade Cien Almas read the phone book yeah. than listen to Bailey talking about her dream matches one more she time. She has the charisma of like a polyp. Yeah. All right. I mean, but but she was the champ and retained. I can't wait for the right. so I, mean, I guess well, uh, your call, Dan. I mean, you know, uh, is it my call? No, isn't it? You're, it's your no, 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 no. This is everybody's a, list. It's not my list. To a, drop her to a uh, 59. 68 is ridiculous. 59. Oh, it feels too high. <laughs> Look, I feel like 59. 55. Wait, okay. no. She's the you have Bailey's as good as You have her so far above the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Come on, well, that, dude. That's a that's a big error. Legion of Doom's wrong on this list, so we'll we'll correct that. I mean, there's uh, so much here. All right, so all right, what, all right she's so, like. All right, let's go around the room. Prince well, Albert. What is everybody? I, I'll make the final call. I'll make. <laughs> she's. Uh, I have him here as Matthew really Bloom. Uh, <laughs> yo, I have a. Uh, uh, let's go around the room here and tell me what you want Bailey to be, and then I'll make the final call number. Okay. Fifty. All right, 50. Shebs? I'm going to give her 65, which is one above fail. But still, women's champ, people love her. She is something. I hate her. That's some solid logic. One above fail. It's like she didn't fail. She is succeeding, (laughs) but a failure. It's 64 she's passing, up, right? but she's a pass. 64 will get you an F or? or no, 65 will. 64, 64 is a D. 64 is a D? Is 64 well, in the clear? No, 64 is a D. 64 is a D. You can still pass it to 64 in Philly. 64 a D? It's a D minus. 60? No, but five, no. 5 is the cutoff, I thought. 60? No, 65 is, uh, is a D. Is a D. Is and 65 to 70 was a D. Do you not what? do the, the minus plus? Not for no. Ds. Well, I, would, I, did, I, did, well, I did pluses, yeah, not but not minuses. I, like, 0 to 5, 0 to 4 was the A, and then 95 to 100 was A plus. Right. I only got in the 90s. No, but like 60s, uh, 60s is D, 70s is C, 80s is B, 90s yeah. is A. Yeah, but I think for Ds, there's no D plus because the D plus is the D. Uh, anything below 65, like below 64 and under, so yeah. anything below 65 is just your, you get the F. F. So That's like what the, it was in my school. Yeah, the 60s are split. There's no D minus. But anyway. Right, I'm making the call uh, here. I'm going to. Oh, 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 so anyway. Yeah, 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 I know. I didn't care. No, sorry. You go. <laughs> All right. What's one of your uh, outliers on your thing? Booking. Yes, I give her a fifty. You, oh, wow. bu- you okay. know what? But it's true. Booking is something. When I think about these guys, booking is like, yeah, well, this guy won. Like, you're like, yeah, well, whatever. Like, uh, so great, Kali is the champ. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, I guess he was champ too, and then he's fucking sucks. Right. So, yeah. I'm gonna give Bailey. Uh, you said fifty. I'm gonna give Bailey a fifty-six. So she's one above Doink. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, uh, right. no, actually, I'm going fifty-eight. Okay. I think another person to continue this misogyny train that needs to drop is Nia Jax to a 65. 
Where do I have Nia Jax? 73. <sighs> she has a lot of potential, but I guess it doesn't matter. Wait, well, I have her higher up? Yeah, you have her higher than Cesaro. How, how am I being... tied with Owen Hart? You have her above Asuka. Yeah. Yeah, that Owen thing is a fucking nightmare. Okay. Guys, it's the first draft. It's the first draft. <laughs> this is I knew we were coming into the summit here. Okay. Uh, but I will take all criticism. But, uh, okay, let's see. Do we, uh, yeah, Jax could drop. I think that works for me. She, but she's not 60%. like most girls. Because she's, she's not good. <laughs> Zach Ryder's is 60%. Is that just the Long Island thing? <laughs> Woo. Uh, well, Woo. All right, one at a time. Woo. What do we do with Jax? Drop her to 65. That's my... I, I like it. Yeah, how do you feel? I'm good with that. We like it. I, I, I'm not an Ajax mark. I'll go wherever you guys want there. 65. I'll go wherever you will go. All right, let's get into. I'm gonna choose. Uh, you guys. I'll come back to you guys on lists. Let's right. let's talk about somebody. I, let, okay. let, what? Oh, you want to do one more? Yeah. I want to talk about one of your guys, Shebs. I was gonna go. Well, then let me before I get all heated about it. Matt Hardy is at a 84 percent on this thing. I want to drop him to a 68. Oh my god! Wow. Okay, Dude. so let's get into that. I'm I have an opposite argument. I think that I think 84 is great for both Jeff and uh, uh, and Matt, and therefore I think the Hardy boys together should be 168. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I think so, I think Jeff should be higher than 84, and Matt should be lower than 84, and the Hardy boys together could be like an 88. Okay. I actually think that now uh, that Matt. I think that what Jeff did in his first WWE run would definitely uh, as far surpass as Matt. And then what Matt has done to re resurrect both of them sure. back to yeah. the WWE puts them uh, singles oh. as an even spot. Oh, does the broken, does, does Matt Hardy into broken Matt qualify for like the Hogan? Yeah, oh, I think it, it oh, certainly does. Hogan split. It definitely, yeah, absolutely. It definitely it's does. It's a major example. Major example. However, look, so, I dude, love you broken. You want to put Matt Hardy where? Right, so I right said now, 60. Like, I was lowballing him. You guys got to lay this out for the listeners, okay? You guys are on professional podcasts like me, okay? <laughs> Matt Hardy is, I have him at an 84%. I have Jeff Hardy also at 84%. Actually, Jeff said that. He said that and pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did say that. Yeah, he did say that. He did say that. But and I'm the saying, Hardy boys together are an 84, and I think as a team, you can jack them up. Okay, as a, as a team, I mean, 84 is pretty high. 84 is pretty, I guess we need to dis, we need to establish, like, what's still great, but you're not going to, like, 90s are the 90s, right? We're going by school gradings, right? So, so, so anything in the 90s is an A. Yeah, that's right. here. A but would as we have team. them as a team or a separate? I mean, that's no. He has Edge at an eighty-three uh, percent. Christian's not on the. <laughs> so, so look for example, you have Edge at an eighty-three, but you have Matt Hardy separately one, higher than Edge, and one, I think that's crazy. Listen, Jabrons, one thing at a time. So, I, I, my thing is Matt. I was gonna say, does Matt go above Jeff now? No, you're because you're no. talking about now. What is, what's uh, Matt doing right now? I think we need right to ask. I think we need to ask Lita. Like who? Yeah, no. <laughs> who she, would, she, yeah, she would. She would know who's better, Edge or Matt Hardy. Wait, Let's get so her alive, Matt. Do you, uh, Newman, right. do you have a Lita? I'm breaking you. <laughs> I think, no. I, well, I think I underrated Edge. You but. underrated Edge, but so the thing about Matt. Look, let me talk about Matt That's Hardy. That's my trick. I, I love. <laughs> Whoa! It's time to rock and roll. That's Trish. That's Trish. <laughs> I love what Matt Hardy did with the Broken Universe. I love. Although the final deletion, it's incredible, okay? But what we're talking about is essentially a year of amazing shit, and he resurrected the career. What's Matt Hardy doing? What do they do with the broken gimmick in WWE? What do they do with Bray? What are they doing right? right What's Matt Hardy doing right now? I blame that Nothing. on WWE. Like, yeah, what, but, I blame but, that on WWE. But we're, but we're using booking as a criteria, are I we not? I think they could have had it I'm Matt not saying and Jeff, Matt as the manager, and Jeff as the champion. They could have. If they wrote it out correctly. They could have. With the eyes gone. I don't know what their thought process was on splitting them up on shows. Oh, my it's, God. It's some of the worst booking ever. To me, I, I, Vince has always seen Jeff as a, as a singles competitor, and 
and not Matt. Right. And right. Matt, Matt was floundering in, in, in silly wokenness. Yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is that uh, even if that's what Vince's plan was, why not have Jeff push Jeff to the moon with the broken gimmick Look, and have Matt sell it? You're pushing it required. Yeah. We all, yeah. we all think that would have been awesome. I think everyone who's a fan didn't love how the broken translation happened in WWE and saw how but much better. you want to put Matt as a been, 68? No, I mean, maybe that's, that, I was blowballing. I would say he's definitely not an 84. I mean, in all those Hardy Boys matches, he took big bumps, but he wasn't the fucking reason they were great. It all was right. Jeff. I will compromise on Matt. I'm willing to go to an 80 on Matt Hardy. That's where I'm willing to go. I'd love to see him in the 70s, 79. Wait, see, <laughs> give me 79. So, all right, so here's the deal. So Matt Hardy, uh, do I, I don't have any Hardy yeah, boys cashing. attitude stuff, I know, I Yeah, I mean, it. Matt 2.0. He's well, done so much. There's been, times, the Lita there's been times where I was like, Matt Hardy is the shittiest wrestler in the company, and they need to get the fuck rid of this guy and open up a spot. But talk about a fucking comeback. I mean, to me, that's just like what he did outside the ring. What's so funny is a lot of the things we're talking about, what they did outside of the ring for wrestling, I think what Matt did outside of the ring for himself is a feat that, that <laughs> yeah. should put him at a solid B- in the 80s. Yeah, we, 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 skipped, uh, we skipped a takeover one year to go to ROH yeah. to see Hardy Boys ver- versus, versus Young, Young, Bucks. Young Bucks. Like, yeah. that, that to me is so big. And I think Matt Hardy, it was squandered. And I, to me, I, I sometimes you got to blame WWE. You know, it's booked. Look, you said booking was a criteria, so I'm just saying. Well, again, booking, I said, is the one where that's the one. Was, this is the one that I was trying to discuss, but you guys didn't want to talk the rubric. You wanted to get right into the meat. We have to get into meat. it, man. You meat and potatoes. Well, you no, guys I, don't I, like I think booking is, that's not true. I love foreplay. And I think that booking is subjective. <laughs> I think that, like, for Things like everyone knows Skylar Aston loves <laughs> foreplay. He's, he's, he's great second. at it. He's been doing it for years. I think, I think like if they oh, turned, if they turned, if they turned, <laughs> if they turned Bailey, uh, you know, and she pulled out the side pony and she started hitting uh, whoever with the kendo stick. I, I think it was Alexa Bliss at the time. Yeah, Alexa like Bliss. That. You know, sure. That would we were ready for that. We were all ready for emo Bailey, and, and we're, we were beyond ready for her, uh, Sasha and Bailey to happen in some 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 capacity. And we do blame WWE for that. What the broken universe could have been in the WWE is a, ch- a shame. Sure. What 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 brother Nero? We never really we still saw could it. get it though. We still could because Matt now won't be wrestling and he'll be part of the company, so we might get something cool. It's I, possible. I still hope so. I think it's like one of those Rusev Day things that Newman and I always talk about, where where they just they just since they didn't do it, they just won't let it happen. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm is Rusev on this list? I don't know if he is. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so here's the deal. Rusev is not on the list. I just did a Okay, so that's, that, that's an omission, guys. Okay, but, so, but let's finish up Matt Hardy. Look, I think we could all agree what could have been or what still could be is amazing to think about. But when I look at the entirety and totality of Matt Hardy's career, I see a great tag run as like the guy who fucking, I didn't give a shit about that tag team. I didn't do much. I see a horrific, maybe some of the worst singles run in WWE I've ever seen. And then I see this incredible Come back. All right, so here's what I'm willing to do. I'm, I'm willing to go Matt Hardy, 75. Mm. I think that's too low I'm, for I'm, these guys. I'm too low. I'm, oh, okay. For these guys, too low. I, I, I think so, and I was thinking some, keep Jeff at 84 and go Hardy Boys up to 85. I like Fine. that. Fine. I like all of that, except I think Matt should be 80. I will compromise for 79. Okay. Matt 70. Hardy, 79. I'll go as low as 78. And by the way, this is all relatives. <laughs> 79 get, works. All right, by we're the going way, Matt if we Hardy. really put all the, all the wrestlers that we need to have on this, just mid-card type people throughout the entirety yeah, I, of WWE, I, know, yeah. I mean, there would be so many people between 60 and 70. It's, right. it's yeah. insane. Every Rusev, Are you saying this every, is stupid? No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, but it's, it's silly because I think we're getting on you about, you know, where's Rusev and where's this person? It's just we could do that, you know, till the cows right. come home. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Anybody? The, the, nice. the cows of wrestling. Where is Simon Guy? 
Scott. All right. Yeah. Let's talk. I want to talk about Mick Foley. Okay. So this, now uh, Mick Foley is one of Sheb's guys. One okay? of my guys. Love Mick Foley. He's a big Mick Foley, Mark. He is a Long Islander. Foley is God. I have Foley right now, and I think let's jump back into the 90s and lock in these 90s a little bit. Because uh, I, I, I think that now I'm seeing that. Locking in the 90s is very helpful going down. Um, Mick Foley, I have him at an exact 9-0. Yeah, so I'm a big Foley mark. Also, love Mick Foley. I wonder if this is too high for Mick Foley, but, I mean, in terms of Mick Foley's impact, I, 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 he's up there He's up there as one of the greats. Putting him at 89 feels wrong yeah, can't for do the, it. the stuff he's done. Can't do it. It's but me. he's also, like, I think 90s where I'm like, He's the lowest A you can be, but still an A. An a. I mean, I could, I, I, and who is biased for many reasons I'm sure we'll get into, can see Mick Foley as high as like a 93 even. Yeah. Um, no, that's Bret Hart territory. Uh, yeah, but Foley, I don't know. There's so much legacy. There's so much respect. There's so much honor. There's so much sacrifice. There's so much to this guy as a legend, right? I don't think anyone's going to call Bret Hart I mean, you can say he's a legendary wrestler, but Mick Foley's like a legend of a human being. Uh, and the stuff that he's gave to this business, not saying, I don't want to compare it to Brett, because Brett gave plenty. But, you know, Foley just gave so much. Um, and his journey, you know, is so, I don't know, it's just so beautiful to me. Yeah, and uh, also coming into the Royal Rumble as three different characters. Maybe the most pro wrestling thing to ever have. Absolutely. Love it. The it, three faces of Foley is unbelievable. I personally, I, I didn't even know of his existence before WWF. I've only gone back to see yeah. what his brilliant work with Terry Funk and ECW and all the amazing promos he cut there. Yeah. The guy's a legend. He he, he, he would die for this business. Uh-huh. I think we've seen that in, uh, you know, as far as Hell in the Cell goes. I loved his Mankind vignettes. I remember so good, being yeah. watching that live going, being kind of scared, mm-hmm. going, what, like, is this a disfigured person? Like, I didn't know it was a mask at first because of the lighting. He, uh, and, and obviously in the Monday Night Wars when he won the championship, absolutely, Foley's amazing. But the way that you're saying that he's almost like one of those people that, like, you know, died for other sins. Like, he like like he, he sacrificed his body for this business that puts him... That puts him in the A range, and I, I think he, he's a he's a bona fide 90, yeah. like, and maybe even a 91. Yeah, and, and, and the interesting thing about Foley is that he's, like, the definition of a pro wrestler, like, in, in terms of, like, he's, he loves the business so much and everything he does is, like, so, so but he also is, like, he also is has a good amount of crossover as well. Yeah, Not that that matters. For, for a wrestler, he's, like, for a wrestler. pretty out there, like, doing... Cool, cool shit, right? Um, but yeah, let's let's hear a little bit of the. Uh, 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 we got cashing. Do we have oh any? no, you're you're gonna Are say you this. If you're gonna play a promo, promo? yeah, I, mean, I, I, I will say this. Promo. I will say that the Mick Foley promos across his career, Kane Dewey is probably obviously his masterpiece. Right? Oh, what Dewey, Kane, Kane Dewey. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, ECW. Yeah. It's during this probably his best angle in ECW is it's uh, like a seven minute promo. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. all in ECW. They're all fucking long because Heyman just let him go. But it was basically the angle is that. You know, the hardcore life is a lie. He's feuding with Tommy Dreamer, who's like the poster boy of ECW, the fan favorite. And Foley was like the legend. And it was him sort of shitting on ECW, saying it's not worth it. Uh, and just the way, the psychology of Foley promos. So, see, some promos are good. The Rock makes has great promos. Flair has great promos, right? But some guys tap into a psychology or tap into like... 
just a feeling that uh, other people can't do that, right? Rock's promos are good, but Jake the Snake mm. got into your head. He made you feel something. You're like, what's going on here, right? You know, um, Mick Foley was the same way. Like, he would talk, and it just hits a chord. It, stri- it resonates with you, whether he's doing the Boiler Room Mankind stuff, and you're getting fucking weirded out. Uh, and it's not just like Kane, where it's like, oh, it's a monster, I'm scared. It's like, what? This guy's off. You know, uh, or the Kane Dewey thing, where it's a guy burying his soul. There's another great promo in this fe- Dreamer feud where he goes through, like, how he lost his ear and all he's giving, you know, just all this shit. Um, not many guys can cut promos like this where you actually psychologically are put on edge, and I think that's what separates Foley. Right, and Christian, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but I think um, in terms of pro wrestling shit, like you brought up, I, I mean, his promos, by the way, he, just to get into the real minutia of his promos, he uh, he goes into this high register, where he's, ah! <laughs> you yeah. know he's yeah. it, it's very cool. Like, talk about X Factor. Yeah. It's like... Uh, the shrieking scream. Yeah, yeah the yeah. shrieking... Yeah. cracks out of just, like, pure... Like emotions and emotion. No one warbles like this right. guy. <laughs> he never stays in that range. He's never in close to that range. It just like weirdly happens. You know what I mean? He never, it's like a no, weird noise. It's like a cracking call or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like I was saying. Anyway, very cool uh, uh, nuance of his promos. But in terms of like, yeah, he came in as three different characters. He's had all these iterations. But like in the difference between Matt Hardy, where it's, oh, I'm broken, Matt, and then he's Matt. Uh, 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 the, the Mick Foley character has had this like universe where like we don't even care if he fluidly goes between these wrestlers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always thought that was very cool. Like, I, I can't think of another example of that. It's like he would like be Cactus Jack for a little bit, then he would come out. The only time that he had like Mankind was the only time when he was like fully Mankind, right? Yeah. Then he'd be Mick for a little bit, then he'd like just turn on the, just put on the leopard, what are they, leopard skin boots? Uh, then he yeah. would be, uh, leopard per- no, 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 then he would be Cactus, Cactus Jack. Jack. Uh, like I randomly he'd be do love. So I think it was always like, it was always really cool. I don't remember what happened. When did when why did he start wearing as mankind the 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 shirt with the tie? Uh, because at some point he was he was part of the corporation or like Vince right. Vince was like you know championing mankind like he's our guy he's our guy and eventually it, it all went to shit when they backed the rock against right. him right so at some point mankind was trying to dress up kind of corporate oh, okay, or like show yeah. that he could be a face of the company got it so and that and, and by the way hilarious for, yeah exactly <laughs> hilarious right so he's a wrestler who could be psychological who could be terrifying amazing he could and then he could also be some genuine fantastic comedy. Yeah, I mean, he does stand-up so now. He has, Who knows how great that is, right? right? But he's definitely funnier than the average wrestler. He had the This Is Your Life segment yeah. with The Rock. Like, he, he made The Rock look awesome, right? Nosh is saying he likes that, which is a big... Nosh is a very casual wrestling fan. So if he's giving me the uh, the OK symbol, one half of the cow logo, uh, 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 that, that's a big deal. I think uh, yeah, this is like he also had the things where he'd visit. You're saying Vince in the hospital <laughs> yeah. with the sock puppet. When yeah. he had Mr. Socko, <laughs> but he was wrestling all these guys that were putting as the top wrestlers of all time sure. with like pretty goofy gimmick. He was nowhere near the same shape as those guys, and he was able to sell it. Where we like we all liked him. We thought it was cool. He would have like his stupid referee uniform that he would spray paint. Yep. It was all awesome, and that's. None of us have even mentioned the Hell in the Cell match yet. Right. Like, not not to mention him falling off of the cage, which is in, mo- in a lot of people's minds the most iconic moment in modern wrestling history, right? Like, it's for me, I say, what I put in my notes is that that is the most watched wrestling clip of my life. I've seen that more than I've seen anything else. Right. I'm blown away by that match. 
Uh, he's the, like he literally did a special. It's like twenty years after. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like that. Uh, like how many moments are like, hey, let's talk about that twenty years An later. Anniversary yeah. of a moment. The yeah. dude invented the bump. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 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 and um, I don't know. He just he's a real entertainer. I, I'm being sold on Mick so hard. Like I'm just <laughs> talking about him. I'm like he's fucking amazing. Right. But then the thing is like when you then compare him to like okay we're talking about the best Stone Cold Rock Flair Hogan Undertaker it's like well he's fully ninety five right no, but right also, but is he ninety four no. His segment also, he also, like, one thing I like about him in terms of, you know how I'm, I'm like, such a mark for wrestling, I love things that are not, like, sport. Like, oh, right. he was the biggest champion. Like, that's my problem with just ranking guys, like, on booking. I think, like, that's my beef with, like, Triple H as a wrestler is, like, he's so much booking to me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, to me, the things I like about him, we'll get into him later, is, like, marrying Steph, like, becoming the, the all that stuff is so cool. But uh, uh, not the actual wedding. I mean, the, the real wedding. Yeah, yeah, and that. But I'm saying... Uh, in terms of like Foley, he uh, he he thinking about he basically like was that his moment is his winning the title is like the moment where you could say that was the end of WCW, yeah. like <laughs> that moment. So just to talk about that and end, I'm saying the way he won it was so schmozzy, like it was every wrestler running in the whole thing. It was a shit fest, yeah. and then he w- all walked out with the title. Like that is the stuff I love. Yeah. That's the that's a comedy writing. Oh, my fa- I yeah. watched that clip last night of him winning. Yeah, uh, and my favorite part is <laughs> at one point when the authority goes back up to the top of the ramp and and like corporate. The corporation that goes up at the top of the ramp and McMahon's like, you'll get it back, you'll get it back, we'll figure it out, we'll get it back. And Shane McMahon is in the background just going, ah, 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 just like screaming nothing, yeah. just like yelling. So funny. Just yeah. portraying an emotion. Yeah. But yeah, that moment, right, that Mick Foley, it is the end of WCW. That is the moment. That is the first time in over a year, maybe years, I don't know the exact figure, that was the first time that Monday Night Raw beat WCW Nitro in the ratings in in a long, long time, and that yeah. put WWE. It wasn't right. It wasn't Austin 316. Mm. It wasn't fucking DX, right? It well, was although they were all there. <laughs> yeah. all, the, all of them were in this match. Yeah, but it was Mick Foley winning. All in that. Yeah. Match. Every and Mick the Foley Stone Cold Pop was the biggest pop oh of that whole God. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course. Right. Stone Cold was the best. Was, but who it, was hoisted on the top of the people's shoulders? You know, Mick Foley, right? Also, Mick Foley also just epitomizes everything that I, what I love about professional wrestling is that you can win. While still losing, yeah, and he yeah. and he's the king of losing. I don't think I can't. Um, I can't even remember him won four he times just, in his, yeah. in his yeah. career. Has he yeah. ever pinned anybody with just a, a move? <laughs> <laughs> he put, What's his finisher, the mandible claw, double, double oh, yeah. on DDT and the mandible claw. Yeah, yeah. yeah the double uh, DDT. I gotta uh, go. Skyler Aston is leaving go the Cow Summit episode. Uh, he was here for half of it. Yeah, should I leave you with a couple takes? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll take a couple takes and then we'll go back to Foley. Just of to course, lock of it course. In. Um. I think, uh, uh, I I think Macho Man needs to be higher than eighty four percent. I put him high eighties at least, Doesn't maybe even a ninety. Um, I know Goldberg's Jewish, and I'm sacrilegious here. I think yeah. he should be an eighty, uh, just because he fucking sucks at wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was all booking to me. Um, who's next? Get it? Yeah. Uh, okay, I will. Uh, do we have a bedumptures? I uh, mean, <laughs> I think that Chris Jericho, who's at an eighty-eight percent, should be bumped up to at least eighty-nine or ninety. I don't know if I'd put him on the same thing, the same uh, scale as Mick Foley. So maybe I would bump Mick Foley up to a ninety-one in that yeah. case. Chris Jericho. Uh, and maybe guys. I'd have Chris Jericho with AJ Styles at ninety percent, and. Uh, and having said that, I think Kurt Angle, who you have an 88%, I'd put him in just at an 89 with Charlotte. 
Okay. All right, great. Okay. Skylar, dude, thanks for coming by for half of the Cow Summit episode. Think about yes. that. We're going to be doing what you just did again. But honestly, <laughs> I'm I would not- do it, but I also have to be on camera right now and go to Crazy X. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, he's going to shoot Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Well, but he, what but we're doing time. is also very important. No, 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 it's cool. It's cool. I kind of <laughs> wish I wasn't working today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway, uh, thanks for coming by, bro. Yeah, cheers up. Thanks for wasting your time with us, a little DMB. <laughs> cheers up. Cheers up. And then at some point, we're going to get Arlen back, so the flow will continue here. Absolutely. We're going to get Arlen back after his business call. Everybody's got shit to do, but let me tell you guys. Not I us. Got, I got nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I gotta be here. I got to say, on, the, on that Chris Jericho point, I definitely agree. He should be like a 90. Um, speaking of the Monday Night Wars and like that show, that's the, the series that's on the network, mm-hmm. it really showcases... Because, like, people were, you know, when Chris Jericho made his comeback and they're like, oh, this is the best work he's, you know, ever done. It's true, but you look back, it's like he's never been bad. Like, he's always been that Chris Jericho, and he's always been super charismatic and fun to watch. And, yeah, I think he's at least a 90. Well, I don't know if we want to jump into Jericho. I don't think we should jump into Jericho right now, but uh, uh, we definitely got to talk about Jericho because he is one of those guys that's hard to rank. Very hard to rank Uh, for me. But uh, but where are we at on Foley? Like, Foley, you have him as a 90. Um... Yeah, I just, we got to, anything we could get to bump him up, it just feels like the right thing to do. I'm willing to put Foley at a 91 right now and then see how it ranks compared to other guys and we can bump him down. I mean, he's the hardcore legend. Also, just the thing that popped in my head as we were talking about this. Um... Yes or no? Yeah, fine, yes. But that, like, you don't want 91? No, 91, good. Yeah, 91. yeah. Um, if I think about, like, Chance, Chance in the crowd, you know, like, this is awesome, he's hardcore, uh, shit like that. Right like, here? Like, just Foley's a guy that you just cheer for. Like, he gets Chance going. Like, what he, he just does the big spots. Like, he does the fucking... He's, he's one of a kind. It's the same thing we said as a rock. It's yeah. like... One of a kind. One of a kind. Probably 79. Uh, <laughs> 79. 79. <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, all right. So, let's lock in Foley as a 91. We'll, maybe we'll have Arlen. Uh, I'll write a note. We ask Arlen what he thinks. That was our first ever cow summit episode so go ahead leave your voicemails be a part of the official comedians of wrestling professional wrestler well, we gotta think of a better name for this google document uh just leave his voicemail 316-789-6006 next episode we'll focus on rick flair but you could call and talk about any wrestler we're gonna cover it all the google doc is always in play cheers up keep watching wrestling kisses Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.